0: What do you hear? What do you say?
2: Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Chicago. Coming from the true Chicago sports fan cave, this is the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yes, sir. Episode 129 is brought to you by 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans and Grick Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to GrickClothingco.com and get your official TCSF podcast t-shirts. Search for keyword True Chicago and use our promo code TrueFAN15 for 15% off your entire order. That is TrueFAN15. Go and get your official TCSF shirts now. It's only a few days left to Valentine's Day, so
3: make sure you get uh, your loved one a gift of a brand new t-shirt from uh, Grit Clothing
2: Company. That's right. And as always, I'm Big Z, and I'm here with my boy E-Rock. What up, E? What's
3: up, Z? What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the show. If you're a first-timer or a long-timer, please remember to hit that subscribe button, that notify button, and go ahead and give us a review on your listening app of choice. You can find us on Facebook at True Chicago Fans. You can follow us on Twitter at True Shy Fans and on IG at True Chicago Sports Fans. And don't forget, you can support the show with a monthly subscription at anchor.fm slash True Chicago Sports Fans. Go on over there and click on support and you can subscribe for as low as 99 cents a month listen do you like the show i do are you a fan oh yeah then tell your friends and they will tell their friends and we can now be friends listen if you enjoy the content if you like what we do if we give you any type of emotion whatsoever whether it's good or bad hey bad news is good news right we hey uh, share it share it you know if you, if you want to argue with us, yes, make my guess because that's what we do, ladies and gentlemen. Joining us today uh, is our favorite Bears analyst from the from Sibling Rivalry Sports. It's the homie, ill round back in action, baby. What up?
4: A- what's the word? What's the word, fellas? Man, uh, it's always a pleasure to, to be in here with the bros, man. Uh, got the Super Bowl on deck. Uh, what's on the menu for you guys, man? What are we doing?
3: Man, look, look, I'll tell you what, it's, it, it, for those who don't know, Il Brown is an OG of true Chicago sports fans. He was with us the entire first uh, Bears season with, when uh, when we first launched the show, talking about, uh, I think he was one of the uh, the first ones on the get the hell, uh, get rid of uh, Matt Nagy bandwagon. So
2: uh, Absolutely. if
4: you know, you know. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mission accomplished too, man. Now he's going <laughs> to the Super Bowl.
2: Yeah, that's right. Life, so, uh,
4: life kicks you in the nuts that way. You know what I'm saying?
2: <laughs> a double doink, you both
3: nuts. Oh, absolutely, definitely a double doink. <laughs> right, so for, for those, for those who don't know or not familiar with sibling rivalry media and sibling rivalry sports, I want to give us a quick uh, rundown of what you've been up to. uh Man, just you know, building the platform, man. Uh, uh,
4: I was doing very well, man. We're up to 2,500 subscribers on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just passed two hundred on YouTube. You know, asking for a YouTube sub is like pulling teeth out with vice grips. Yep. And uh, so we're doing very well, man, and uh, definitely looking to expand and work with all of the the local media. Exceptional talent like true sports Chicago fans, uh, the bigs, all my people, man. That you know, we're you know we've pivoted. We all come from the hip hop background. Yeah. So you know we are we are able to add the. The, the seasoning salt to what we're doing here, and it's authentic, and you guys love it. It's like Harold's and Uncle Remus. I won't pick one in that <laughs> war though.
3: <laughs> I, I, I need some mouth sauce
2: on the side. Oh yeah, I love that mouth sauce on it. Gotta have it. Uh, uh, Z, what's up, brother? How you been, man? Man, missing you, bro. You haven't been on the show. <laughs> Missed you I, last I week. I wasn't on the show last week. I know, I know. You had your uh dad softball duties, and uh, that's that's more important, you know, most of the days, but. Uh, I'm gonna be joining you in the coach'es spot. I'm in a hot seat now. That was volunteered that I have to coach the boys' basketball team, and uh, had j- just had tryouts this past Friday, and uh, I got 11 kids showed up. I had 12 slots. I'm like, oh, I don't have to cut anybody. <laughs> it makes my job easier. So, uh, funny enough, I think the the fifth the two fifth grade boys that showed up have the most talent. Like literally, you can see who can dribble, who can pass, who has the basketball IQ. Um, and some of the big boys I got, I'm like, look, man, your area is right here next to the rim and make sure your hands are ready to catch, pivot, put it up. That's all your job is big boy. And you know, it, it's working with basics. So it's uh, back to the base. So it's going to be fun. You know, Mondays and Wednesdays will be practices. Tuesday, Thursdays will be games. Uh, so I'm going to have to find a, a, a date of pre bowl and get my bowling on because bowling is usually Tuesday nights and that's game day now. So uh i won't be able to make some extra money but i'll be able to uh you know knock down those pins and make sure my team does uh get that credit so it's it's wild i haven't been i haven't coached in about four or five years so it's it's like riding a bike right sure (laughs) kind (laughs) of sorta kind
4: of sorta sorta, man Uh,
3: i mean you you, you know it's a lot of it's a lot of background prep work and things like that because you know you get used to just showing up on game day and be like all right guys what you got but once you see them in practice you're like oh I know what you got. <laughs> right,
4: right. Yeah. You don't got a lot.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Not a lot of ammunition with these
2: kids, but you know what? We're, we're going to coach them up. And uh, I don't know what – see, the thing is I don't That's know the what the, ta- the talent level is uh, uh for the other teams. They started um, last week, and because we didn't have a training facility to do whole tryouts, um, our games got postponed. They got moved down in the schedule, so they already had two games. And I haven't been able to scout, so I'm like, oh, I don't know oh. what I'm gonna, you know, jump into. Um, I have two two eighth grade boys that are very athletic, and you know, I can have them do what they're supposed to do. And the two little fifth graders, and then after that, there's a huge drop off. It's like it literally drops off the table, with a of talent. But um, we're gonna work on basics, and uh, we'll move from there. You know, I, I can't ask but uh, give me your, your your best effort and play good defense, and everything else you will know, take take care of itself.
3: Yeah. I mean, Absolutely, number one, is start
2: at the beginning. Right. I yeah. mean, you know,
3: like even even the kids that seem like they they can play a little bit. It's probably something they played in the on, on the blacktop right at the park or, or you yeah. know, even in the gym, just yeah. a couple like, you know, games of 21 or whatever it is like you got to go back to the fundamentals, go back to the basics and and start from scratch. And, and I don't care what your skill level is, because even even in spring training and baseball. What do you do? There's a reason you go to spring training, right? There's a reason that Seiya Suzuki is already at spring training right now. Because you got to keep you every, every day, you got to remind yourself of the fundamentals.
2: Oh, 100%. 100%. Uh, so, yesterday, uh, our boy Steven from the Water Weekend podcast took me out to the Bulls game versus Portland. Um, Portland has some ugly uniforms. I didn't like those. Uh, but uh, we were five rows right behind the Bulls bench. So, I had an amazing time with Steven. Uh, we got to eat at the Kettle One Club underneath the stadium. That, that was—I didn't even know that was there. Uh, had a great time. And, uh, we got taken care of by, uh, I guess, his people, and so we had a great time. Man, uh, I can't believe I sat that close. It was—I mean, looking at Jalen Terry and and I.O. They're they're fucking tall. I didn't know they were that tall
3: they are basketball players sir
2: (laughs) no but but they're like almost the same size as zach and and demar like you know like they're like an inch apart it is weird to see them that close and it just uh, gives you different perspective same thing when you go watch a football game these guys are humongous when you see them in person because you usually see them so far away on tv i
4: mean i think will knows that firsthand yeah that's a fact man uh Like, I I remember seeing Thomas Jones for the first time, right? Like, in, in, you know, in practice and shit like that. And I was like, this dude got muscles on top
0: of muscles. Like,
4: (laughs) and you know, he's still built now. He's acting and stuff now, man. Uh, Shout out to the homie Thomas, man. But uh, back then, I didn't know you could put that much muscle on a 220 pound frame, bro. No way that dude was 220. He looked like, What's what's the what's the funny bodybuilder dude?
3: He was he was swole like him. Uh oh. I, well, I I know I know carrot top guy is super swole. But uh, yeah yeah a lot, a lot of these. I mean you know what it is is there was muscle weighs more than fat. No it don't. Like it, it just it, it weighs it weighs the same. It just looks different on your body.
4: One hundred percent. Yeah man. Like Thomas was huge man. Uh, God damn it. Uh, I ran in James Big Cat Williams. Once Ooh, now.
2: that's a big man. That, that is, is a large individual, large
4: human being, man. <laughs> but uh, that's a lot of you people. Know, you know, you guys. I was I was recently in the studio. You know, we had put out a record not too long ago. I was recently recently in the studio with Shaquille O'Neal. Wow. <laughs> that is, I guess, besides like if you were running into Yao Ming in person, mm-hmm. that is the biggest human being I've ever seen on the planet so far. Like Shaq made everybody in the room look tiny security guards everybody
3: tiny I mean how is he in person though I from what I've seen he looks like a really like just dope and giving individual
4: oh man Shaq is the most down-to-earth cat like I I will have no Shaq slander bro like he's the most down-to-earth cat he makes everybody in the room feel comfortable no matter your background your bank account none of that matters to Shaq he makes everybody feel comfortable and just man it was a blast man he's, he's hilarious too man like like and then watching him work in the studio was like super dope like yeah he comes in like he's he doesn't take it like you, you think he would come in and goof around and stuff
0: mm-hmm.
4: He he's about business
3: when it comes to those raps man I I believe that I believe that it, it, he's he's got a he's got really good work ethic. And I think that was uh when you look at his relationship between him and his mom, he's you could see that in this background as he's coming up. Cause everything you've seen about like the way that he was even during his playing career, his post playing career, the way that he handles his business. Uh yeah, I mean he 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 seems like a very humble and, and down to uh down to earth and hard working individual. Oh man, that what I, that, that goes without
4: saying, man. Like it's all business, man, but he you know, he still finds a way to put his spin on it and have fun. And you know, he uh of course told us anytime we out on the west coast, go go to the spot in Vegas, get the free uh Shaq chicken
3: sandwiches and all that. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like we got we got we all gotta make a trip out to Vegas there. Yo, so you so, so- so speaking of the studio, man, last night I was actually at the hit uh, the hit shop checking out uh, the listening party for two upcoming projects from Shy Native Entertainment. You got Ideal's new project Feliz Iguapo coming out three three twenty three. He had a lot of bangers on there. It's it's I think it's been a while since he had like a full uh, set. Uh, I think I, I want to say this is going to be an EP. I'm not sure there was that many tracks to make an LP, but uh, but yeah, I mean, like, you know, you don't see you don't hear him too much individually. A lot of times he's uh, collabing with Mike Logic. So with the with the uh, shy native. So that was really dope. I didn't know I wasn't even paying, t- paying attention. I knew it was on the flyer, but I it, it was like five minutes from the crib. I was like, let me go show up over there. So that was dope to, to check that out. And then also um, uh, Mike Logic and Joey Child's new EP. Uh too much to text volume one coming out this Friday, February tenth. Uh it's got that new single, Chips, produced by Max Julian. Uh, that video is out right now on YouTube. Um that hit shot, man. I had never been there before. I didn't realize how close it was to the crib. I've had people, other podcasters telling me he's like, you know, there's a spot right right not far from you. So I think when we get our our new project uh uh underground or off the ground uh we might be hitting up that spot just to have a little bit more comfort got a lot of like uh, musician equipment and stuff like that so i'm like this is a studio like what i <laughs> what i got is a couple of screens and a laptop and a you <laughs> know and, and a little roadcaster you know what i mean so i'm like okay this is a this is a legit legit studio but uh, oh, but yeah i mean it was it was dope man i i couldn't tell you the last time i was at a listening party um just to hear the the full the full set um hear everything they've been working on I, you know i since mike logic mike logic took a long break from music i mean it was a good like 10-year absence wow and uh you know when when he came back you know uh, a lot of the st- projects he's been doing mike knows the kind of hip-hop that i like right so like when he was like what do you think i'm like you know that i like the shit that you put out right specifically because you gotta uh he puts a lot of thought behind what he's saying. It's not just bullshit like a lot of these rappers now just want to sit there and and, and you know floss and they all sound drunk on the mic all the time because they're just fucking doing all types of weird ass drugs that I've never even heard of. Right? So Mike is is always on point. His 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 writings on point. <laughs> Joey Childs is dope. I get along with Joey Childs real well. Like we're we're like two pieces of the pot. So I was like kicking it with the homie. I only met him like three four times and and whenever I see him, it's like we know each other for years and years. So it's always good to go out there hanging out with the homies. Only thing that that I will say, and Will, you can attest to this, is that when you go to events like this, the, the frustrating thing to me is that you usually get a lot of people that are just in that industry, right? Like rappers come out to see other rappers. You don't see fans come out to that shit unless it's a girl because, you know, there's always random ass, you know, people that want to hang out and especially like, like, oh, I know a rapper. I'm going to sit you're like you don't even know what you're listening to most of the time. But that's the only that's the only thing and that that's one of the things that i talked about with the uh with the crew over there i was like look when we get this new project off the ground and we really talk to a lot of artists I'm like i want to know your background because the people that know your shit are the people that do your shit, right that's where it comes down to and it's just like us right like we we, we try to boost you and, and 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 likewise because we go back and forth we know the project we know what worked. Uh, Gets put into the project and what you're doing, so that's that's the one thing I said. Go out, you know, when you hear about these events, go out, check them out, see the new music, appreciate what's going on because it's it's a lot of stuff that sometimes people are not aware of that it's there and it's dope.
4: Oh no, no, that's a fact, man. Uh, Just uh, you know, being a part of shout out to Mike Logic and Joy Chow's too, man. We're uh, we're working on actually the follow up to the Too Much to Text uh, Mm two joint. Uh, yeah. fully produced by myself man we already yeah. we're already cooking it's gonna it's gonna be marvelous man it's gonna be like thanksgiving dinner and my, minus the raisins and a potato salad though you know oh, what i mean who does
2: that shit i have no idea <laughs> but
4: they, they are not allowed they are not allowed that's a you know about, what I'm saying?
2: that's some pigmented oh, okay. pigmented of people with uh lack of pigmented right pigment right that's the word pigmentation <laughs> yeah Lack of presentation, yeah. The melanin the clear, challenge, the, the, Melan the, challenge. Clear,
4: the clear delegation. <laughs> we will say that. <laughs> <The clear delegation. laughs> oh man, no, that's oh. good to
2: hear, man. It's it's nice that you guys are putting something together. Um, Absolutely,
4: it's going to be dope, man. Uh, yeah. Can't can't wait to uh, see what those guys do with the tracks, man. Uh, so I can get them back and put my seasoning on them and all that good stuff. And that's it, man. Just uh, continue to work with dope people, man. That's
3: what's up. Hey, look, that's that's how I linked up with you in the first place, right? So that's that's how it goes down. Indeed. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this episode, this is our Super Bowl preview show, okay? We got the Eagles And we got Mahomes, the first two black quarterbacks in NFL history to face off against one one another. And uh, we also got a little uh, sprinkling about a couple of uh, news stories that popped up around Chicago this week. We got all that plus stirring the pot and what you looking at. But first, this is the Big Three with Big Z.
2: Thanks, E-Rock. I'm Big Z and you're not. Now for today's stories. All right, we're going to start with story number one. And we've all played hide-and-seek as a child, but I think this kid takes the cake and is the champion of hide-and-seek at this point. A boy hides in a container during a game of hide-and-seek and only to be found six days later in another country. <laughs> so this yeah, kid yeah, yeah this Kevin kid, McAllister yeah there we go <laughs> <laughs> uh, a 15 year old boy ended up traveling from Bangladesh to Malaysia after a game of hide and seek went badly wrong uh, so essentially he was hiding in one of those, those cont- containers and uh, they filled up the container and shipped it off all the way to Malaysia and found him six days later I mean this isn't crazy I, the kid nodded off inside the container while waiting to get, be found and uh lo and behold they found him just six days later
3: at least at least they found him i guess right
2: yeah he could have died i mean six days with no, with no water no food that that could have been awful
4: man he, he could have been in there with, with, with a really bad smell to him man <laughs> like,
3: oh wow man watch your damn kids in public man Good grief. you grief! you know what's funny you know what that kind of reminds me of is um the uh so if you don't know back in those you know young folks m- won't know this but back in the day refrigerators used to have a latch right you have to lift that latch to open up the fridge and now it's all magnetic and the reason they changed that is because when people would dispose of their their old refrigerator it would be out in the alley or even in the house in the basement or something like that you can't open it from the inside right yep. so kids would go play hide and seek get stuck in there and next next thing you know all you got is a nice crisp uh, skeleton for dinner
2: Ugh. yeah yeah. So, it's not good yeah so watch it watch your kids make sure you put an apple uh track around them and <laughs> know where they're at at all times
4: got
3: you know, to, if you're gonna hide your kids and hide your wife don't do, don't do it in the back of a, of a trailer. <laughs> all right,
4: the first thing that came to mind was about the refrigerators you got your
3: silly ass locked
4: in the ice box with nowhere to go <laughs>
2: oh man house party one kid stuck in the free in the freezer in the alley <laughs> Great great movie. All right, story number two, and this is a ballsy story. Clemson's Brevin Galloway signs an NIL deal following the uh, injury he suffered uh, below the belt. (laughs) I don't know if you guys heard about this, but the Clemson player is now profiting from a recent below-the-belt injury. Earlier this month, he suffered testicular torsion following a workout. The six-year senior guard offered a graphic description, which I'm not going to get into because... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no one wants to hear that or picture that. Uh, he's recovering, uh, and now he has partnered with men's underwear brand Shinesty Scheinsty? Sh- uh, sure. sure, Uh to make sure that his body's well taken care of in the future. So this man loses a nut and gains it, a- and gains an nil deal.
3: <laughs>
2: at- at- but at what cost? <laughs> what the
4: is testicular? T- that sounds like. Like, just chaos on the nuts, man. Like,
3: it, it is.
2: <laughs> it is. That's exactly what it is. Yeah,
3: it's it's actually happened in uh, Major League Baseball a couple times. You get a catcher down there, and it bounces up off the ground,
2: and there you go. Oh, it's like a poke you. Yes, it's when the testicle rotates in the wrong direction. Oh.
3: Nope. No thank you. <laughs> and they said cross your fingers, cross your nuts. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. No. No. Not at all.
4: Counterclockwise balls. <laughs> Golly, man. Yeah, that's some that's some blunt force trauma right there. Good.
3: Great. White. White. <laughs> wow.
2: Seven ten split. Oh my god. I think it, one of the quotes was. Now I can focus on dropping threes since I know my ball hammocks won't drop my twos. <laughs> <laughs> Man,
4: I hope that dude sells all the underwear, man. Oh, man. Good (laughs) grief. Certain
2: certain things ain't worth the money, man. Oh, hell no. No. no, Slingshot. Slingshot. All right. Story number three. A woman hunted down 10 Mexican cartel members that kidnapped her daughter. This is literally taken part, whatever, seven. I don't know what Liam Neeson is doing these days, but they've been doing a lot of them.
3: No, I, I'll tell you what Liam Neeson is doing. He's talking shit to Conor McGregor. He called him a little leprechaun.
2: Is that
4: what he did? <laughs> he <laughs> absolutely, he absolutely did. Sure did.
3: That <laughs> he's like, ah, oh, he's offered me lucky charms.
4: <laughs> him and Clint Eastwood are like the oldest, thugged out dudes ever. They, they, they. It's like you, you figure that they're different off screen. Nah, and no those no cats still be talking spicy and crazy to people like they.
3: Well, I, I, feel, I have a feeling like Clint Eastwood could probably back it up, though. Back in the or day, at least,
2: he, at least he looks mean enough that he could. Oh yeah, yeah give Clint us a look. Eastwood. Yeah, Clint will give you that look. I'm like, oh shit, fuck, never mind. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> no, no, I'm get, no, get off the
2: lawn. Mm-mm. Get off my lawn. <laughs> get right off
0: that lawn. <laughs> <laughs>
4: All that, right, that's what I call. That's what I call the uh, the hip hop fans that won't let go of like 1994. Man, the gatekeepers. Every- yeah, they—they they, they, those dudes are always just like, get off my lawn. Yeah, yeah. hey man, it's this is new dope box. Get off my
3: lawn. That shit is tiring. I swear. <laughs> man.
2: Uh, Miriam Rodriguez was horrified and heartbroken over how little authorities were willing to do when her daughter, Karen, was abducted. So she took matters into her own hands. Inven- Someone aven- actually tried to save a Karen? well this is a good a good Karen <laughs> uh, Miriam's investigation got enough information to point fingers at members of one of Mexico's most dangerous drug cartels Los Setas. yeah you don't want to fuck with those people um, after uh, uh, or hire her I mean shit she knows what she's doing she narrowed <laughs> down one of the men involved in the, in the daughter's kidnapping and lost her own investigation unlike uh, the Hollywood counterpart, uh, counterpart Liam Neeson and taking Miriam was not out for blood she was just looking for answers and carry out the investigation I mean this lady looks like she's like what 65 redhead short haired you know she looks like 5 nothing I mean I don't know what, what skills she has but is she showed them out she probably has great nunchuck
4: skills dude <laughs> she ran down on the cartel man like they cut people's heads off for fun and shit like yep. that man like I need her to clean up the south side of Chicago really <laughs>
2: Yeah, Yeah, she did all the, the invest- Mexican- Yeah, go ahead.
3: Yeah, the Mexican cartel is the new uh, Taliban. Remember, they used to have all those videos back in the day of like holding up the the skull and like chopping off the head and shit. Just like <laughs> just sure. Oh like, man. Yeah, the very very early days in the internet, we're like, well, I guess I'm done with this shit now. I don't need to say anything else. Yeah, Look, man. We
4: go on those crazy websites, man. Look.
3: Oh. <laughs> Watch all that stuff. You, you thought man. Faces of Death was bad? Check this shit out. Oh, the faces of Dev
4: vhs oh were
2: cold, man. man! yeah i remember those videos yeah you can't forget them no. no way you're that shit. No. No. definitely burned into Perfect. my brain absolutely <laughs> uh this did not end in a good happy ending story she did find her that her daughter was uh had, had been killed but uh on the good side they found a bunch of uh dead bodies they made a mass activation and found a bunch of people that were missing too so um mm-hmm. she's you know got some peace to find her daughter but uh she feels happy that she was able to help other families have closure so i don't know how she's still alive going after the domestic cartel and questioning people like hey where's my daughter and they moving out to the next person the next person next person but jesus she spent years hunting down her, her daughter I mean, it sounded like she was a vieja, right? Like, she was, what, 60? She's got to be in her upper 60s. Like, I'm looking at this picture, you know, she's got the little droopy thing, like, right here on her cheeks, you know? Yeah, but I mean, like,
3: your face ages a lot when you go through stressful uh, situations. I mean, look at at Obama, you know what I mean? Like, how great he went eight years. And uh, I I would say Trump, but he always looked like a big orange blob.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, she took down 10 different gang members. Damn. I'm telling you, she's a G. <laughs> Who's that? Juanita Wick? What the fuck? <laughs> Juanita Wick. <laughs> don't I mean fuck a. with, a. Don't a. Fuck a. with excuse, John Wick's excuse mom. Excuse
4: me, excuse me, a boy life. Can you come and do something about folding them on the uh, south side, please? Oh, uh, she probably had
3: none checked me out of John Class.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
4: man.
3: Come on what
4: <laughs> Oh no, man, this, this took a left turn. Wow, like got kids locked in containers in Bangladesh and
2: <laughs> wild <laughs> stories, man, wild stories. Yeah. I'm Big Z and that's news to me. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. <laughs> yes sir. <laughs>
3: Hey guys, it's Steven. And this is Sean, and you are listening to True Chicago Sports Fans. Don't forget to listen to No More on the Weekend. New episodes on Monday. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Yeah,
2: so we're going to go do a couple of shots, so let's kick it back over to Big Z and E-Rock. on the weekend.
3: Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fans podcast with E-Rock and Big Z, and today's special guest, ill brown from sibling rivalry sports this is the loop our chicago sports roundup where we keep you in the loop this is chicago doors open on the
1: left at chicago
2: welcome to chicago welcome welcome to chicago welcome
1: to chicago this is welcome. chicago
3: doors open on the left at chicago
2: welcome. welcome to chicago all right E, what you got for us this week
3: We got a couple of good stories and we got a couple of bad stories, so let's dive right in. Uh, Jason Hayward recently released from the Cubs after a seven-year contract and a very inspirational speech to lead the Cubs to their first World Series win in about a million and nine years. Uh, In 2016, he, uh, he signed a minor league deal with the Dodgers. But his heart belongs to Chicago. He has recently opened a, uh, it's the Jason Hayward Baseball Academy on the West Side. Um, the idea here is essentially to bring back uh, baseball um, for, for Black, young Black athletes, right? That's something that we've talked about quite a bit on the show before. Yeah. Um, the fact that it's just you, you don't see black American kids playing baseball because there's really no facilities. And I, I can tell you just as a softball coach, you really have to have a little bit of money to be able to uh, kind of have this available to you. It's one of those sports like that. And that's why you know, a lot of basketball for poor kids is what you see because all you need is a hoop and a ball, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, right. Hayward said there will always be new kids. There will always, always be new families. And to me, that's something that's always going to be passed along. I'm just so happy and exciting. Uh, I was excited to see what brings the opportunities, the fellowship. It's something for this neighborhood to be proud of. Now, just so you know, the lot that they actually built this academy on was unused for 40 years. It was an empty lot sat there for 40 years and and i know both you guys know that when you look at the west side and a lot of the south side a lot of places that were once absolutely beautiful city don't put resources into and it falls by the wayside shit gets knocked down and and to see something like this i mean like it just it goes on to show you once again what a great guy jason hayward is
4: oh yeah 100 man shout out to jason hayward for that man uh as a kid who grew up playing little league baseball in the inner city that is huge man like you just you guys just don't understand like without those sponsors without without those finances without the coaches donating their time it's it's virtually impossible to do so uh then you know the thing with Jackie Robinson West uh, a few you know handful of years back uh that that just didn't make things any better so shout out to Jason Haywood for that man and uh look i i, I always make make emphasis to say this like Baseball, it's so many rounds, man. Like you can get drafted by accident on baseball. Like I played a little baseball <laughs> in high school and the, the wildest stuff ever, man. I played uh left field, right? Uh, I could hit, couldn't really feel that good cause I really didn't care. Uh, dude, I, I got like drafted by the Montreal Expos like on accident. I had no idea. I already accepted my scholarship to play ball and coach was like oh by the way uh the expo's interested in you i'm like what <laughs> <laughs> like i wasn't even that nice like i mean i could hit a curveball occasionally but i wasn't like i didn't consider myself a top baseball prospect at any stretch of the imagination right those right. dudes have scouts everywhere mm-hmm. everywhere like, i mean everywhere anywhere there's baseball at a reasonably decent level being played is is some scouts lurking yeah like nobody scouting can rival major league baseball ever you know?
3: there, there's just there's so many leagues there's so many organizations in in uh in baseball i mean i, I was just talking to joe uh, last night joe childs and he, he was talking about playing semi-pro football and I, I had another uh uh guy that i used to work with when i worked at app that was also a semi-pro uh player and I really didn't uh, think about the amount of, uh, you know, semi-pro ba- uh, football leagues there are in, uh, in comparison to baseball, because baseball, you know, like you said, you, you can get drafted by accident, right? There's so many players, there's so many leagues, and, uh, you know, all, you, you there's so many games, right? So because of the, there's the fact that there's so many games, you get injuries, and you need someone to fill a spot, and that's why guys like Alfonso Rivas end up on a major league roster. <laughs> Facts. Right? That, that's just a cycle.
2: So you got drafted. Was this before or after Tom Brady?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Wow, man. And this is showing my age. uh, This is, I guess, after Brady. Yeah. but not much far after you know what I'm yeah, saying Not the, that
2: much that, far after yeah cuz they were defunct that pretty much after that but uh no that that's awesome to hear that you know you were you had you could have had that opportunity to play for the Expos whether it be at the lowest level it doesn't matter you're still drafted by the Expos that's still you know a feather in your cap that you can always say you that you have but you have two to come two, two African American or, or black uh baseball players who are putting resources back into the city curtis Grandison, uh yes, with his sir. foundation and he's he's linked up with uic because he's that's he his alma mater and he's putting back money back into into the baseball field and having his league and he every november he has his gala and now you got jason hayward who you know came here and got you know and, and it became a fabric of, of the community and say you know what this is what the west side needs it needs you know baseball facilities because less than two percent of mlb players are black less than two percent that's disgusting that is our very american, disgusting
3: our american black yes yeah 100 so yeah.
2: so the fact that you put 150 square one hundred fifty thousand square foot in north austin communities uh, for the north community center over there on laramie i mean if you ever driven over there there's a lot of empty lots and, and and you know yeah. it needs that revitalization uh, there it does really need that
3: yeah, you know and, that's good stuff there and th- and that's why you see so many players come out of latin america i mean the programs in venezuela and cuba mm-hmm. and puerto rico and dominican and you know uh even in japan you know you see all of these international players more recently um uh, you know you had like fernando valenzuela from the mets back in the day i think they just retired his number or something like from, that this week from the dodgers uh, No, who am I thinking about from the Mets? There was another it was it was someone from the Mets from the 86 team. But anyway, um, but yeah, so like you see a lot of these pipelines come through. I mean, uh, our guy Mike Rodriguez, which is talking about that uh, last year when we had him on and, uh, you know, how he was, you know, you see all of these facilities set up for these sports in Latin America. And that's how they're able to make it. I mean, you can't tell me that that the kids on the West side or in poor neighborhoods in, in, uh, you know, in the projects in America, you know, they're not interested in sports, but they, they don't have the facilities. These, these players are poor too, right? They're sitting there like, you know, they're going to play in a dirt field, they're training, they're doing whatever they can. They got a stick and a ball, but they're going out there and doing it because they want to make something right. And that's the difference is you don't, these opportunities are not provided to young black Latin Americans here. The facilities are not here because you need money, and in, in the United States, it's all about money.
2: Yep. yep. yeah,
3: unfortunately.
2: Yeah, it's it, it's crazy. I used to teach on the west side, or I used to teach at Al Raby. and you know, part of teaching, teaching PE, I would really emphasize in giving the uh, them the opportunity to explore different sports. I'm like, guys, there's more than basketball and football out there. Some of you guys can make it in volleyball and get dra- and you know, go get a scholarship in, in volleyball because you can jump really good and you can serve very well. There's other avenues that also don't kill your body. And then, you know, we started a baseball team. I'm like, every football player, every basketball player is joined the baseball team. We're going to have 30, 40 guys. I don't care. You know why? Because if one of you can hit the ball and catch the ball, guess what? Someone's going to be in the paper. Someone's going to get scouted. And guess what? You can get drafted at 16. And yep. get, start making money now. And Isn't yeah, that,
3: isn't that how the Cubs got Contreras?
2: Yeah
4: yeah yeah like i was i was a sophomore in high school when you know i i was kind my coach let me know hey they're 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 trying to draft you dude
2: i'm like what <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah. and, and that's the thing is that you know in our, in our communities how we grew up we didn't have a lot of resources i didn't know about hockey till i was like 12 i don't know what it was i, I ended up playing floor i can be very good at it but i i can't skate i can skate i can't stop um <laughs> I can go, I can go. <laughs> yeah, I can go straight. Uh, but you know because my parents didn't have the resources, I'm not I wasn't in AAU. I was, you know, hey, go to the park district and whatever they offer there, that's what you're going to play. You know, right. you learn how to play basketball, football, uh volleyball, floor hockey, and I learned, you know, tumbling, all that stuff. I learned there because it was available to me and it was free. This is a great right. avenue to put something of values that's going to be there for a long period of time. And it's going to have generational influence because now you're going to introduce baseball to these families.
4: Yeah. hundred percent, man. Like, uh, it's just, you never know what kids will be naturals at, you know what I exactly. mean? Exactly. So, you know, having the ability for them to just try a bunch of different ones, like you said, is, is, is so important. It's so important. Everybody can't hit a jump shot. Everybody can't run and tackle and, you know but hey you may be able to hit a Mm (laughs) curveball you know you may be able to like hey you never know you might be dope at soccer like we played all of that growing up
3: you know the the one the one thing i'll say about something like this so the difference is is that back in the day when we were kids i mean we would play every sport right now you, and and I will say, as a softball coach, it, the, the reasoning that these kids can't do as many sports is because there's just the schedule is way more hectic, right? Like, if you're yeah. good at this, we're going to keep pounding this thing, you know what I mean? So you can get better at it. I mean, and we want to we wanna encourage you to try other things because your your most well-rounded athletes are those who do play different sports, right? So, like, my daughter now, she's going to be 13 soon, and, and she's like, I want to try volleyball. She's a tall kid, you know what I mean? She'd be really good at it. She played basketball last year. She didn't really, like we came up playing basketball because that's how we could afford, right? You All you needed was a ball and just walk over to the park even when it was cold outside, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but like with, with what she's doing now, um, she, didn't, she played basketball for one season, had no idea what to do. She got to the top of the key, and she just stayed there. like that. They're like, oh, this is where when you come down the court, this is where you stay. So she stayed there like it was a base, right? She didn't know that you could, you know, so, and, and it was, you know, junior high, sixth grade basketball. So it was a big difference. Um, speaking of African-American Chicago Cubs, uh, Dexter Fowler uh, retired after 14 seasons in the majors. And just one day after announcing his retirement from Major League Baseball, he has joined the market. Sports Network as a studio analyst. He's gonna be contributing primarily to pre-game and postgame coverage for the Cubs uh next season. As you know, he helped the Cubs win the World Series in 2016. He hit 276 that season. He was he was selected to the NL All-Star team, and he helped the Cubs win that World Series uh with a leadoff home run in game seven. So uh, you know, you go, we go, Dexter Fowler was so important to that team um i remember when he came back after that first season that he came over um, and then uh, he just surprised everyone in spring training, showing up in street clothes because I think he was—he it was said that he was signing somewhere else. I don't even remember where the hell it was. And the next you know, he just shows up on field, and I was like, oh shit, that's what up. That was that was like a defining moment of that season, and seeing him complete the journey and being the one to lead off the World Series in Game Seven with the homer—I mean, that was right there. That was one of those dudes where I, I wish they could have kept him. And uh, but you know, hey, glad that Texas is back in the fold once again you're showing that these world series champion players coming back to chicago you know uh, uh being a part of the community and i'm sure i promise you that you will see dex get involved with jason hayward's academy because they are boys
2: yeah, i mean that goes hand in hand why why wouldn't you do that and also the cubs should be pouring money into that as well why not you know plant some seeds and, and see what, what can grow there i mean if you do it for latin america why can't you do it for the city that you 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 make business in re- re- reinvest 100%. in your community yeah, i'll man, tell you one a, star one some player
3: definitely one player definitely needs to get involved is, is tim anderson a current player
2: yeah uh we had a who was really involved with the easter Ste- easter seals um in that organization he was donating money for the fields and and you know for the kids to play baseball um, i don't know specifically what tim is involved in at the moment but i think i think right now tim's got to worry about tim right now before he can help anybody else well
3: what i what i mean by that is just as a current player i mean you're you you got plenty of time in the off season you're gonna tell me on a day off you can't show up there like hey Jay, hey like this is what's up you know we're we're african-american players black players that play in chicago dex what's up let's let's have a camp let's do something be
2: around be present i don't i don't disagree with you you have curtis kranison he's got his organization and he's got the ties of UICs. they got you know the facilities now you got jay
3: former players like hey check it out i'm here this morning we're gonna do a camp and then tonight you're gonna see here hey here's 50 tickets kids come and see me play at you know at the g spot tonight that's a, that's a thing, man. That's a big thing.
2: Um, I, well, 100%. I, I think with the White Sox, because they have their own camps, um, they do their own facilities and camps. Um, there's one in Orland Park, I believe. There's one on the south side, one on the north side. But I, I know I understand what you're saying. It's like, why, don't, why aren't you, it's you being a face of the White Sox. Why aren't you seeing more? Why aren't you reinvesting in your community? I totally agree. I mean, I think that should be part of your contract. If you're making that much money, you should be investing in, into the community that you're, that you're living in. A lot of the Cubs players were living in Wrigleyville, and they would walk there, or you know, they would bike around. It, you can't do that over there at the U.S. Southern because it's you know all the firefighters and police officers live over there.
3: Right? Yeah, that's true. That, that is true. They all, they all live right there. You go <laughs> yeah, outside, you sold up over, over. there. <laughs> trip over a hose. You <laughs> said trip man, over man. fireman's holes. <laughs> oh man, going back to the combine.
4: See, and I, you know, here's the thing, right? So. And, 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 and you know I, I agree man like Tim is active you know he's a star now and he's young you know what I mean like that would pay so many dividends with this you know inspiring kids like yo that's Tim Anderson like I could turn on the TV and there's Tim Anderson you know oh here's Tim Tim Anderson here at the facility
0: mm-hmm.
4: oh Tim Anderson took us you know made it possible for us to go to the game like yep. it's it's the that's the, that's the stuff that sparks you know the kids, man.
2: A hundred percent. Like, yeah. I remember. Like, uh, I remember. Uh, I used to be. I used to live on uh, a Walcott. It's across the street was the like the after school and daycare center. So I remember one year, one of the former Bears players uh, might have been was it Dan Hampton or um, it might it was Dan Hampton and somebody else showed up in a limo, and you know they came in and they said, hey guys, you know. We're donating to this center, so we can rehab it. Whatever we understand, you know, there's a lot of kids And needs or Whatever, it was through United Way. So you know, they were partnered up with yeah. United Way. So you know, some families were, you know, given you know money for groceries. Some families were given whatever their needs were. And you know, they took 25 kids to a Bears game. I wasn't one of the 25, but I, you know, it, it did not For me, I was like, I'm, I'm fine. I'm. There's more kids that had more of a had a harder than I did growing up. So I wasn't really mad that they got to go and I didn't. But those are the things that will make you a fan of that sport, of that person, um, and and make you make you want to give back later in life. So, if Tim Anderson can be like, "Hey, you know what? I am gonna open my own camp. It's gonna start, you know, so and so date. It's gonna last ten days, and we're gonna we're gonna pay for everything. Kids are gonna get their food. They're gonna get uniforms. They get a bag full of you know cleats, bats, everything." Go, go carte blanche give them everything that they need so that they can move forward playing baseball and and you know plant like we said plant that seed so, so something can grow um on the flip side of that uh a
3: very famous hockey player from the chicago blackhawks has currently pa- or just passed away bobby hull passed away um well i want to get a before before we go on to the super bowl i want to ask you what you think about uh Kyrie, Kyrie requesting another trade, trying to force his way out of every team he's ever been on. What do you think about this, man?
4: Man, and Kyrie is such an enigma, man. Like, just like, dude, like you literally had every opportunity for for things to work in your favor. You know what I mean? You had your chance to be the man. You had your chance to be the sidekick. You had your chance to be a part of a super team or two like what's it gonna take for that dude to be satisfied man you know what i mean then he had the whole thing with the you know the, the anti-semitic uh comments Well, not even i guess it wasn't really that egregious to me but you just have to know how large a platform is you know what i mean like you're in the nba and they're not just like the 10th guy sitting on a beer you're a star player in the nba with a 200 and something million dollar contract man like you're going to be scrutinized for everything you do. So, with that all being said, I would definitely try to figure out a way to get them to the Bulls.
0: Oh my <laughs> my <laughs>
4: <God>. <laughs> we need helping point guards so bad right now, dude. That, look, I was playing 2K the other night, right? <laughs> and, you know, they do the, the real player DNA stuff. Like, they take the analytics from, you know, like Two real games, basketball yeah. analysis and... The entire fourth quarter, if you play with the Bulls, the whoever's inbounding the ball will look off the actual point guard and give the ball to DeRozan, and he will dribble up the court and shoot a midi. Make or miss. The whole fourth quarter, I said, this is like real life. We need a point guard. <laughs> we need a point guard, man it's like at this point they're like waving billy donovan's instructions off in the fourth like man watch out go get his ball to and he gonna dribble and shoot a midi
2: yeah i don't really and don't think they listen to the coach right now i just it's all iso balls it's, it's disgusting
4: so if we're gonna do that i'd rather have one of the best iso players in the world with the ball as opposed to yeah you know, i mean how many times have you seen voops and zach just standing there wide open while wow. oh, like while yeah. the yeah. wow, roses are shooting the midi, mm-hmm. they just stand there because they didn't get
2: the ball. Yeah, they know that.
4: And Billy Donovan's just standing there letting it happen. Like, come on, man, where your balls at, man? Like, take the ball out of his hands, please. With Kyrie in as a bull. Like, who do you give up
3: to get him? Like, that's the question right there. That's the question because the the one that I mean, uh, so of course Mike Mike Logic from the All Net podcast yes, had, definitely had something to say about that. Um, and and his his uh, thing was to try to swap uh, Zach for Kyrie.
2: Uh, the contract's got to match up. You got to remember that money's got to match that's up. True. So that's something that, that that's what that's I, where it matches up.
3: But I, I think that I think that just the general discussion was about. Who would you be willing to give up, right? And, and I've said it several times that Zach Levine has the lowest basketball IQ on the court at any given night. I mean, he he is a guy that gets by on his his natural ability, but I mean, he's you know what he I, I've said it before he reminds me of Devin Hester, like just god him ability, dumb as a brick, like dumb as a brick. Because even when you hear him talk, like I feel like these are the i feel like zach levine would be like hey have you read that book like what's the book <laughs> like he, <laughs> book, it's a book it's frustrating right like he Ball can only, it. just the, if it, i feel like if he had any type of fundamentals in his brain he would be such an amazing player and I, he's almost one of these dudes that just like relies on his his talent and doesn't work as hard as other guys at who you look look at look at demar right demar found his groove he knew what he he knows what he does best you never see demar taking threes and zach wanted to dunk i said zach wanted to do this and he busted his knees says okay so i learned how to shoot threes and and like it just he he can't he does not work as a number one whatsoever i mean he could be like a three or or any any other player that doesn't have to make any decisions on the court just spot up and shoot or stand, you know what i mean like Catch and yeah. shoot, and or you know drive to the hole. But I mean, he's just his actual basketball IQ is extremely frustrating.
4: He doesn't understand how his athletic ability and natural gifts, how much he could affect the game. Yep, yep. and he just refuses to understand right. that. No, nobody can stop me from getting to the bucket. No, no like, one, like no one. He has a
2: great like, first step, and he can get by anybody, and he doesn't use it at all.
4: Yeah, and, and there's times where you need to settle down the game you know you need to say hey you know what I need to get these guys I need to get their bigs in foul trouble I need to do he's not ever cognizant of the flow of the actual game right like yeah as far as just a straight pure score yeah he's got that he's got every tool that you want in a score but in the fourth quarter when I know Embiid has five fouls I'm going to attack. Mm-hmm. He will shoot a step back three. Like, he doesn't understand situational basketball. And Billy Donovan's not really doing him any favors either by putting him in the right spots to kind of, you know, get the best out of what he can do. So it, this team's missing Lonzo so bad. And I don't think Lonzo's ever coming back. I don't think no, so either. Nope, nope, No. Nope, no. Nope so that's why I'm like hey if we can get Kyrie and he wants to come play for the Bulls,
2: can you trade you- a, an injured player to the NBA because I know you can't do that in MLB but can you do that in the NBA can you trade an injured player
4: NBA I believe you can do so I think so yeah NBA you can trade an injured player you, you just have to be willing to wait on i uh, dangle some draft picks Pat Will Kobe White Lonzo See, yeah. see, see if they'll bite on that but they're probably going to want to star back in return so essentially
2: you're looking at starting for next year rather than hey we're going to try to make a push just with Kyrie and DeRozan and a half you know depleted bench
4: yeah that that, that would be tough man like the Bulls are in such a tough situation right now man stuck in the middle it's, it's purgatory all over again man because uh they they really were counting on Lonzo yes to be there and now he's like you know like having Brandon Roy level knee problems yes off of a bro off of a bone bruise like the Bulls may have the worst team doctors in Mm. in like all of basketball like how are we just shredding point guards left and right like and it's always the knees or something like
3: soft tissue
4: this we're talking about a bone bruise that's yeah. I've, I've had a bone bruise in the knee before and literally didn't miss any games so for him to be like oh yeah he's bone bruised, he'd be out two weeks and two weeks turned to the season then the season turned into he can't walk <laughs> like, yeah. when they, like some of the reports were terrifying. like Wait a minute! He
3: can't walk, and we we talked about it when he was running on that treadmill, and we were like, and you like, bro, like you're limping. Like I'm watching you limp. Like you're not running properly. Like
0: mm-hmm. it,
3: it's just and, and and we talked about it a it couple of times. So the shame of it is, is that we're we saw glimpses of of what was going on, but Zach, you know when he when uh, Alonzo first came here and he saw that you know he was the quarterback and the way that he his court vision was unmatched, right? Like he, you know you that that's the thing is that. Despite all the bullshit with his dad, Lonzo Ball has, has really high basketball IQ, and, oh, yeah. and and Zach Levine would have benefited so much by playing next to Lonzo Ball, and the shame of it is, is that after all is said and done, after they went and got Ball, and they went and got DeRozan, and they gave Zach a max deal, and you got Fooch in that trade, and you got P-Will at number four, who just, first of all, he needs the man to fuck up, because he needs to be a dog. He's has been playing um, better he has been playing better that's fine yeah. but he, he just don't he don't have the balls and i i talked about it, it, the possibility of him being hindered by these you know these all-star players he is. ahead of it's that, neither here nor there the fact is is that we looked at that starting lineup and we're like okay we can press on the in the east and then once you get you know once you get into the into the tournament hey all you need is a chip in the chair right all i need is to be you let me in and i'm going to see what i can do you catch anyone off guard you know, Shit. You know no doubt you know what i mean chris middleton being injured like, okay let's see what's up you my my biggest fear and my my i think what is true for the chicago bulls is that last year was their peak and that was because you bring over demar DeRozan refreshed um getting out of of that hell uh, that he was sitting in in uh san antonio basically eating away his his best years of his career or his prime because he got traded for uh, the, the claw to get that uh that championship in toronto right because all a lot of those players got like kyle lowry i mean you got van vliet over there talking about getting rid of him they got Serge Ibaka. like all these players that moved but because they got that one flash in the pan and and guess what? Uh, uh, a city like Toronto, they're gonna take that every day. They're not looking for a for a dynasty like we're looking for in Chicago, New York, and Boston, and L.A. They're looking shit. If we can win one every once in a while, we're gonna ride that. Just like how, until until Brady went to Tampa, all you saw in in Tampa was bumper stickers about that championship they won in what 2001. Oh right? yeah, Stop riding that shit forever. So the, the difference is is that you saw that team here, and we're never really gonna see what they could do with what they put together is that the fault of the of the front office or, or is that just bad luck right like how i can't really tell right now because again lonzo ball would have been benefited zach so much that it's it's absolutely frustrating because we're not getting full potential out of zach because of this injury
4: yeah it's, it's frustrating man because uh uh in billy donovan's offense like the point guard is extremely important you know they say the point guard is, is of course an extension of the head coach on the floor and it never was more true than in billy donovan's offense he's not he, a good nba coach yeah yeah he, he, he's, he's a, great a college he's, coach he's very much so a traditional uh college coach in in every sense of the word where he's like hey i need the point guard to run the show yep now you take away his point guard and now you know the inmates are running the asylum on the floor
2: that is exactly what's happening where you see Zach and, you and, right. and DeMar playing iso ball and taking turns. And oh, then, yeah. you know, you get Vooch. They give him you know, four or five good looks in the first quarter and then never go back to him again. They forgot all about Vooch. And it's like, dude, Vooch can get you 30 points easily and 10 rebounds every single night if you use him he's correctly. One
4: of, he's one of the few bigs in the NBA that's willing to play in a post. Yeah. And nobody knows how to defend that shit anymore in the NBA. Nope. They're like, what's a jump hook? <laughs> nope. We can't stop <laughs> this guy." And then he just gets frozen out for the rest of the game. It,
2: like, it reminds me of, uh, remember Brad Miller on the Bulls, where he would do that woo. little oop-de-oop-de-oop, like just oop, head fake, and then go, go to the basket. I'm like, he's yep. slower than molasses, and he's getting to the hoop. Like, and it worked. It worked every <laughs> single time.
4: The Brad Miller pump fake, baby. <laughs> You could see it coming a mile away oh too, like, God. and you couldn't stop it, and you could it, not stop it
2: because it, it was coming no still matter what. You'll
4: get a bucket. I couldn't believe it.
2: That was Man. that guy, that guy at the wire. You're like, how are you so old? And you get me every time with this damn as uh, head fake, and, I, and I, you, you just can't, you can't get away from it. It's just something that's going to get you every time. But I, I'm telling you right now, the Bulls need to make a change. It needs to be like you said, uh, he, Patrick Willie needs to, needs to be able to blossom, and for that, we, one of those superstars has got to leave for him to blossom yeah, 100%. because what's going to happen is you're going to have another Larry marketing issue where he's going to go to a different team after his and, contracts and up blow up and he's going go to go a different up. team
3: so and become an all-star because it's, it's like, and the thing is, is that I'm sure, you know, it's been brought up on other shows before, but the fact of the matter is, is that he was a six man in college. He's never had to be the man, right? He never had to be the man. He was drafted on pure physical potential, mm-hmm. right? And that's just what it is. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back with our Super Bowl preview breakdown and talk about all the good stuff going on with the uh, Chicago Bears after a word from our sponsors. This
1: is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago.
3: Welcome
1: to Chicago. For 15% 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15. off your entire order Let me say it again That's GritClothingCo.com And use the promo code TRUEFAN15 For 15% off of your entire order Hey, this is comedian Ken Garr And I was just a guest on the True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast With E-Rock. Big Earl and G-Money <laughs> And a
3: bunch of weirdos so tune in <laughs> welcome back to the true chicago sports fan podcast with E-Rock and Big Z and today's special guest Il Brown from Sibling Rivalry Sports I uh, I, I am so I, I'm so disconnected from from basketball it's so because I feel like it's it's the only sport where you can't catch lightning in a bottle anymore Right. Like football, you get hot and you can win the Super Bowl. You can win the whole shit. Same thing with baseball, hockey. hockey no. Sure. I, I don't know. <laughs> no, yeah. Let's let's believe that in hockey. Right. I don't yeah. know enough to be, <laughs> give you the definitive answer. A hockey, yeah. yeah. But I mean, like, you know, football. I mean, yeah, you see a lot of the you see the cream rise to the top. Right. But you see teams that go on the run. Look what happened with San Francisco this year i mean like everything that they went through with uh you know you started out with trey lance and the the infamous uh, first game of the season with justin Fields sliding on his belly in the rain and and the bears winning that game and then you see jimmy cheese got to come in because uh trey lance gets injured and then halfway through you got brock purdy mr irrelevant come in and do his thing i mean you know that was very impressive so you get on a hot streak and and you look at teams that were supposed to be good right look look what happened to arizona right Look what happened to to Tampa, right? Like, they barely made it. Look what happened to Green Bay. It's supposed to be really good. Look what happened to uh, um, Cleveland, right? It's supposed to be really good. Like, they have all these pieces, but it's just not generally. I mean, granted, it's Cleveland, so, you know, it's it's always a crap shoot there. Look at what happened with the Rams this season. They all fell apart because they all got old. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, Buffalo. Buffalo, very good. Fell apart at the end. You know what I mean? So, it's just you, you're looking at right now. The AFC is amazing because you look at the talent of the quarterback, uh, uh, 10 level, the quarterback position in the AFC right now. You see, you can see a lot of these guys just playing each other over and over and over again. Oh, yeah. Joe, Joe Burrow was the one that said, he said, what's your Super Bowl win? as long as I'm as long as I'm still playing, and that's the mentality. I really, really like Joe Burrow, and I really like uh, Cincinnati. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing if they can get over the hump because I mean, they, even they, to, they're let's, gonna let's get let's over the care. hump even because of him. AFC be the
2: championship why. game that was <laughs> all the penalties were a little mm. yeah, suspect, one sided, yeah. But it's going to be fun to watch. You know, you got Buffalo, Cincy, and and Kansas City. Those are three teams you're going to watch no matter who they're playing. But when they play each other, that's literally a mini Super Bowl because you know that's the cream of the crop, right? That's the the best of the best that's happening right now. And you have two upcoming quarterbacks, and now, you know, Mahomes is a veteran at this point, you know, compared to them. And and, uh, those are always great games to see because they're gunslingers.
4: You You want to tell me? The bulls are coming. Just, you know, uh, Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, the young pups are coming That's, too. Yeah,
3: that was – yeah. You, you you want to talk about out of nowhere, look at Geno Smith
4: this season. Sheesh. And uh, they're, right. they're, they're talking about extending him,
3: man, and they why did. wouldn't you? They did. Yeah, the, they he did. earned it. He went out and earned it. So speaking of Geno Smith right now, they are literally right now playing the AFC-NFC Pro Bowl flag football game right now. Uh, you know, look, this is going <laughs> I, I, am I watching it? Is it on? That's the difference, right? Like it's on right now on, on, the, on the TV. Am I paying attention that much? Eh. But, Will, let me ask you, what do you think about this new competition where you have now you got the flag football game, but you have a, you have all these other competitions where they got to throw it when they run up here. You got the was Darius Smith trying to hit a golf ball for the first time in his life, all these other skilled competitions. What do you think about those? man get
4: that shit out of here man like the pro bowl is done get it going the best players are opting out guys who should be playing are playing in the super bowl it's just terrible at this point get rid of it just hey just 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 let's just, just do the all pro teams man just get rid yeah. of the pro bowl selections all of that crap needs to go yeah I doesn't I disagree. Mean shit.
3: I disagree because to me especially with a sport like football which is more than any other sport compared to warriors and you know uh uh, soldiers and you know all this other shit these guys are just having fun right now i'm watching you know uh adams and tyree kill out there getting coached by peyton manning and he's got the little headset and you know the how far can you throw the one even when, when the uh, uh, Pro Bowl will come around, my favorite part of that was when they had on ESPN, they had, you know, how far can Steve Young throw a football versus Dan No, if they're going to bring that back, then yeah, that's, they, that's, that's a big part of this competition right here. And now you're literally just seeing this skill, like Tyree Kill taking a pass from Tyler Huntley. Like, hey, can you get around this guy quick enough? He can't. That is it's actually entertaining because you no one's at really risk of like physical injury unless you blow out an ACL or something like that. And it gives the fans a show and you get this it's literally just like, all right, hey, can you can you catch this before I can? You know what I mean? This reminds me of backyard football.
4: Hey, wait till the ratings come back, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: Wait till the ratings come
4: back. And then we're going to revisit this, bro. It's going to be one of the worst rated. (laughs) And and And
3: that's perfectly fine but uh, but i i do want to remind you we have They watched- should have done
4: this years ago. That's that's they they killed the Pro Bowl wow. years ago by they killed it trying they to make it, it Hawaii. Yeah, by trying to make it competitive all these years. No, they they should have yeah. kept it fun like like you said with the skills challenges and stuff and the, you know the quarterback challenge and all that
3: stuff. That's what people want to see.
4: Yeah, put, I, just, put I them in am, watched- American
2: gladiators, give them the American gladiators kind of stuff.
3: I just yeah. watched <laughs> Devontae Adams Toss it over to Tyreek Hill to run it into the end zone right there, right before Jalen Ramsey knocked him out to Timo. It's It's just entertaining. It's just, a, you know what I mean? And, and like I said, this is just them going back to like, all right, man, you remember when we used to play this shit in the backyard in the dirt field? That's what this reminds me of.
4: Yeah, it's nostalgic, but they spent years of giving us uh, the the most nap time inducing yeah. Pro yeah. Bowl
3: experience. And that's why I think this might be successful because everyone knows that it's different than what you had before, right? You got you, you know what I mean. Like like I said, it's going back to the fun of it. It's just it's something different. It's it reminds you of being a kid. It reminds you what it's that they're out there having fun and they're treating it like game.
4: Yeah, and they also kicked the, uh, the Pro Bowl in the nuts by moving it before the Super Bowl too. Yeah, like, remember it used well, to be. You're filling to- that gap. Yeah, but they used to advertise it. This is the last yeah. time you're going to get to watch football for the rest of the year. And that, well, then, in a sense, made you want to tune in no matter what. Like, right. right. Last hurrah, you know. So, Well, that's kind
3: of what, what this is here is that, you know, it's like, hey, you've been watching 20 straight weeks of football, you know, every single week, whether it's college, whether it's high school, whether it's NFL, this is something to fill because because uh, how how much can you talk about the same thing about the Super Bowl?
4: Yeah, I understand that, man. But it's the Super Bowl is still the steak on the plate as opposed to the mashed potatoes, the, 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 the mashed potatoes and the broccoli and shit, man. Like, the Pro Bowl is definitely the broccoli. 100% the broccoli, bro. Without I mean, cheese, I like and no seasoning. It got cheese on it. Nah, <laughs> if you would have seen that play I just saw it. it, was, it they got cheese. They, it's not even steamed broccoli, man. It's just the fucking... Like you go to Aldi and just get the frozen broccoli and just boil it in water. That's the
3: Pro Bowl. Oh god! Oh god! <laughs> hey, but I'm telling you, if you if if you get a chance to watch what they're doing, right I'm, I'm gonna check it out a little section. bit. What channels is, is, is on? It's, uh, it's on ESPN. Oh, it's on right now. Well, they're having obviously. fun, right? I mean, that's that's where they're going. Anyway, listen, uh, let's talk about some Super Bowl, uh, let's because this is a uh, there's there's a lot of uh really fun storylines going into this game kansas city and philly uh first off uh you know of course you got andy reed andy reed who coached the eagles for a long time uh coaching the four straight uh, nfc championship games uh taking them to one with uh, donovan McNabb and uh what's it Ty- terrell owens and a few other Dyren uh was it uh, uh what's his damn name uh hawk no what the hell's his name
2: donovan The running McT-O. back the running back to head huh uh, yeah, T.O., Donovan Bernab. Brian and Dawkins. Brian oh, Dawkins, Dawkins. don't think about it. All right. So, you, oh, yeah, you had, yeah, you uh, had yeah, a lot
4: B. of all them yeah. guys. Uh, you talk yeah. about uh, uh, Westbrook, Brian
3: Westbrook. There you go. Yeah. Westbrook, Dawkins. They had a lot of players on that team. That was a very uh, interesting team. Uh, T.O. <laughs> playing out there with like a broken leg or whatever it was. So, you know, there's a lot of storylines coming here. Uh, you know, Andy Reid was there his first 14 years uh, as a head coach in Philly. And um, you also have Sirianni, who was a—I uh, guess he was in the staff of uh, uh, Chiefs. He was the Chiefs' offensive control coach under Todd Haley, uh, and he was uh, promoted to the assistant quarterback coach in 2010, and so on and so forth. And he kind of just made his way up, and now he's the head coach of the uh, the, the rookie head coach of the the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, so look, this this is one of the matchups there, and I'm pretty sure Andy Reid knows what to do with uh, Sirianni. What do you think about uh, what do you think about this coaching matchup here? Uh, yeah, man, it's, it's going to be interesting, man. Like, uh, of course, Andy Reid's one
4: of the best in the business, man, and uh, even you know his tree proves that. And uh, Sirianni's the young hot shot coach, man, uh, and they got a lot of weapons in Philly. Uh, Kansas City's banged up pretty good right now, still. Yeah. Uh, we still don't know who they're going to roll out their receiver. They, I mean, they're really banged up at the wide receiver position, and uh, Philly actually has a pretty decent secondary. So it's it's really going to pr- prove Mahomes' greatness if he can pull it off, man. Uh, of course, uh, Travis Travis Kelsey's going to do what he he's going to do. Can't stop that guy. Uh, yeah. But other than that, man, uh, Philly's in the driver's seat. Like stars lined up for him the whole playoff so far. So. They just got to go close the deal. They, they've had they've had the easiest road
3: in the 100%. In these playoffs. 100%. In these playoffs, you know what I mean? And, and they've played very well in the regular season. Let, let's talk a little bit about uh, um, Jalen Hurts and what you thought his expectation would have been coming out of college and what you're seeing now in the NFL. See, I, I've always been a Jalen Hurts supporter, man. Like, I can't
4: really pinpoint any time during his college career where he wasn't playing well. You know what I mean? They just... They always, you know, it's Alabama, so they always had, you know, extra clips. You know what I mean? And uh, Tua had so much hype around him that uh, all it was going to take was for Jalen Hurts to make the smallest mistake for Tua to be the starter. You know what I mean? And he handled it with class, man. Then he went to Oklahoma and balled out like crazy, got his stock back up, uh, got to Philly, got, got, you know, to a good system and you know he's he's doing what he's always done man is ball out man like jalen hurts has always been a baller man like like at every level at every level he's always showed out man so they built the offense around him saw that they had something last year and then they went and did what the bears should be doing with justin fields right now and saying oh we got something let's go get him a real number one receiver let's go get him a good old line and let's put a defense behind these guys and let's see how far we can run down there in the Super Bowl.
3: So, you know, th- talking about talking about Jalen Hurts and talking about, uh, you know, the comparison to Justin Fields, um, you know, we saw them face off against each other. There was a very highly anticipated uh, matchup, regardless of the fact of what the actual records were on paper. But I mean, when you actually seen them out there on the field playing, um, what is when, when you look at the trajectory of what Jalen Hurts has been able to do Especially considering the way he kind of came into the league, there was not a lot of like I think a lot of pundits uh, didn't really believe in 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 his his skill set translating into the NFL. What what do you expect Justin Fields could blossom into in comparison to what J- Jalen Hurts uh, is being able to do? I feel like uh,
4: Justin is just a cut above Jalen Hurts in, in in every every sense of you know. The comparison, man, is better arm, better mm-hmm. athlete, bigger. Uh, that whole thing about Justin Fields not being able to read a defense and having no IQ is, is hogwash. Mm-hmm. Has the highest wonderlick score ever. And you could clearly see him trying to go through his progressions before getting chased by some 300-pound gorilla uh, that knocks Sam Mustapher over every time. Uh,
2: <laughs> we call him the turnstile.
4: Yeah, like, I, I don't I don't think people really, you know, and I don't want to get too straight, straight too far, but I don't think people understand that when your center is getting pushed back into your lap and everybody's like, well, he doesn't step up into the pocket. Uh, it's no pocket. There's a 300-pound defensive tackle in the pocket with Sam Mustafer dangling by his hip. His, that's his, the pocket.
2: His pocket size is, is, the size of his pocket is a hot pocket. That, that's how much you can move around. He's got 100%, one, man. one, two, got to yeah. run, got to run.
4: And and now now and then you add on the fact that the kid is throwing the guys who will be third and fourth string receivers on good right. teams. Yeah, it's just meathead logic if you don't understand that the kid was carrying all year, and he's going to learn how to close these games, like what seven one score games. Yes.
3: So I think, I, I think that's that's very. Um, I think a lot of people are forgetting that fact because they're like, oh well, they're you know they only won three games this and that. Says that may be true, but they could have very easily won 10.
2: Yep, could have easily, easily
4: won
3: 10. 10. So now, what you do, you do
4: exactly what Philly did, you do exactly what uh the Dolphins did, you do exactly what uh the Chargers did. Okay, this kid can play the Bills, For, yeah, the Bills. Same, the same with them. Okay, this kid could play. Problem solved at quarterback. We got two, three years to surround this kid with as much talent as possible. They, they're doing it with hurts. They're doing it with Hurts right now. Like, Hurts is in year, year three of his deal. Uh, they, they, they were like, hey, let's just go load up and see what happens. Because you have to pay the quarterback if he's any good. So, so let's load up and see what happens.
3: So speaking of loading up for the Bears, I mean, while we're kind of on that topic a little bit, I, I tell me what we're doing with this number one pick, man. got to trade it.
4: You have to trade it, but you can't move past the fifth pick. That's the ideal scenario. And you got some quarterback hungry teams in the top five. Uh find a way to go and get your 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 star edge rusher, your star uh three technique. Or if a team is really, really willing to mortgage their future. Every every year there's there's a there's an edge rusher. I think we all can agree on that. Every year there is a, a freak athlete edge edge rusher coming out uh Dominant three techniques, not not as much, but
3: all right. Let's let's hold that thought. We'll bring it back. Okay, yeah. So I mean, like, will you 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 think that like you say go no lower than than five? Who is it that you think that they should be targeting then? Uh, I, I'm I'm really thinking
4: there's a lot of edge talent. Uh. Yeah in this draft man uh i i could name about five or six guys that could come in and start over our current edge guys right now so uh but i think that Jalen carter has to be a target
0: Mm-mm.
4: if we're going to continue to run this defense a three technique is like not having one is kryptonite to this defense yeah so either we're going to go and you know, fleece the coats for DeForest Buckner or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then you go maybe Will Anderson or you trade even further down to get even more, you know, value for the pick. But uh, if you're, you know, if you're really trying to get one of those, if Will Anderson or Jalen Carter is your target, you really can't move past the fifth pick to get them in my opinion.
2: Do you see them double dipping? Like, you know, training to to two or three and then train that and going down to like four or five just to get the most value. I wouldn't
4: be opposed to it. I wouldn't be opposed to it because like I said, it's so much depth in this draft, but you you really have to be uh you have to be cognizant of what you can do on this defensive line, man. Like the defensive line somehow ended up being in worse shape than the offensive line.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: By the end of the season and it it was just like unbearable. You can't go into next season with Justin Jones starting as the uh, as your three technique. It can't happen.
2: Yeah, that offensive so, line was was hot garbage. Uh, Everybody was going oh, straight through us.
4: Yeah, we, we were getting gashed left and right, man. So, uh, you it, it, there's there's ways to figure out the defensive tackle position if you really want to like double dip and trade trade out of the first and then trade again. Uh-huh. And now you got three or four first round picks and some crazy stuff like right, that. Right, right. bunch of seconds you got so many holes on this team Mm -hmm. you you need as many assets as possible and then with the cap space you could really flip uh you know you what 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 we saw from justin fields is that if you can give this guy some actual talent you could go from worst to first
2: because he has the ability to carry we talked about the those seven wins i mean it was seven seven uh losses that by one score you give him some talent and some guys that can actually catch the ball and actually break free from a defender. And like you said, now we have yeah. 10 wins rather than those 10 losses. That's how you go from, from worst to first. And and like you're saying, right now we have to shore up the defense because the defense is really Swiss cheese at the moment. And so if you're looking at the defensive the offensive line is what you should be looking at. And you have about ninety million, if I if I remember correctly, at the moment, because of all the escalators we had like over hundred, but now the, the escalators uh, brought all the, that, that cap money down to about ninety, still more than anybody in the NFL. So you're looking at the, the Bears are in great shape to add. Oh yeah, hundred percent, man. Uh, and, and you know, even at sitting at ninety
4: million, they could easily get back to well over hundred million with a, with a couple of roster moves. You know. I don't, I don't anticipate guys like Cody Whitehair coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of those futures and reserve deals, you could cut those guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's plenty of ways. Hold on, that's my camera. But there's plenty of ways to, uh, you know what I mean, just flip the script if you're the you know. Bears, man. And the examples are, you know what I mean, teams like, uh, the examples are the teams like, you know, Philly, Buffalo, you know, uh, the Chargers, of course, Miami. Go ahead and, and get yourself together. You know what I'm saying? By saying, okay, this is our guy. Don't play around with it. Don't trade fields. Don't draft a quarterback. That's foolishness.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
4: You are literally setting us back to square one, and you have a potential
3: superstar quarterback that just needs a little help around him. Like, so let, let, me, let me ask you, talking about potential superstars, what did you think about the uh, Roquan Smith trade? I thought it was necessary because uh that
4: giving him what what did Roquan end up getting like one eighteen or one twenty or something like that he got a lot more than the Bears were gonna pay him
2: they yeah 20 yeah twenty million a year pretty much
4: now you have to look at the Ravens situation right I'm pretty sure they're gonna try to franchise Lamar right mm. but long term if you're Lamar you're like man they just gave an off ball linebacker. million. Mm -hmm. That means there's no money for receivers, which is what I've been begging for the whole time I've been uh, an elite quarterback here. So Ryan Poe shows that he's willing to buck the trend, which has always plagued the Bears by saying no to the defense for once. No to the monsters of the Midway Mystique. You know, as much as I like to disagree with uh, some of his takes uh, 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 Colin Coward he's right Like sometimes you have to change the culture Yeah. and we've been the smash mouth all return to the 85 Bears glory Chicago Bears our whole lives literally all of us so now to have a general manager that's like no I'm not going to handcuff this team by giving the off ball line back 100 million dollars I'm going to let him walk. I'll draft this replacement in the third round and get just as much production. Kid named Sanborn just steps up out of nowhere and is giving you the same production.
3: All right. Before we get back into uh, Super Bowl, I want to throw some names out there. I want you to give me your your just first gut reaction, you know, one or two words on each one of these uh, these players. Uh, This should be interesting. Uh, Chase Claypool. Stay tuned. Woo! I like that. I actually would really like that. Uh, Darnell Mooney, free Nikhil Harry, peace sign. Uh, <laughs> okay, Yo, peace I'm sign. Sorry, peace sign.
4: Sorry, Nikhil. Got to go. I,
3: I I don't think I personally I don't I don't think with that injury that he came in with I'd like to see him back next year just to give him a chance and see what he can do because I think with the way that the Patriots operate it's kind of you know, if you're not immediate, you kind of get kicked to the curb. Um, but with that injury, and then uh, last na- uh, last name I want to mention is uh David Montgomery. <sighs> Hurts my heart. Uh draft his replacement.
2: Ouch. Wow. Wow. So you're going with a rookie kind of, uh running back for next season?
4: Chase Brown out of Illinois. Go get him. It's David Montgomery for rookie deal money, okay.
2: Okay, so you're not yeah. going after the, one of the big uh running backs that are gonna, they're gonna be available. Don't say Quan uh, Barkley, no, no, don't,
4: don't do it. Don't trust his help. You, you'll be right back where you started. Like, it, it, see, that's the that's like you know, the pork chop in front of the bit, the pit bull for the, for the Bears fans where the Bears were supposed to have this. Dominant running back Walter Payton, Gale Sayers. No, don't do it. Sa- Saquon is essentially Lonzo Ball. Yes, don't do it. Please, don't do it. And right, I think I think Ryan Poles understands that. One more name, real quick, is uh, Valus Jones, Jugs Machine.
3: Yeah, I like it. I like it,
4: Jugs Machine. He right. he's going to be a player
3: though.
4: I, I I I believe in Valus Jones. He just. One of those things. Kid with so much natural ability. Yeah. Yeah. Got, got a taste of that real speed in the NFL game, and being in Chicago as opposed to being in Southern California and and, and in the South where the weather is really a factor and catching punts and stuff like that. Yeah. He'll come back. He's gonna bounce back. He's gonna he's gonna be solid though. I like him.
3: Okay, let's uh, loop back to some of these uh, storylines for the Super Bowl. Yes, uh, another really interesting uh, storyline is the, uh, the Kelsey Bowl. Uh, it's the first time the two brothers are going to be facing against each other. Um, I think you had uh, Jason and Devin McCourty played for the uh, Patriots at the same time. So that was pretty cool. And you did have the Harbaugh brothers uh, face each other when the Ravens and the 49ers went uh, a few years ago. But this is the first time in NFL history you're going to have uh, two brothers playing against each other. Um, we know that they are big uh, fans of one another. We always see the other one at the uh, game during the playoffs if one is knocked out. So uh, Jason Kelsey, one of the best uh, tight ends in the game. I mean, probably Ever, if we're being honest with ourselves to the way his catching ability is um, and then uh, Travis Kelsey you know obviously one of the, the, the best uh, offensive linemen in, in NFL history so it's gonna be really interesting for that family up in the stands on that game uh, you know th- this is this is just one of those really cool uh, coincidences that that we've never seen before.
4: Yeah man, this Super Bowl is fu- is full of those kind of storylines, man. It makes
3: the game and the week leading up to it more interesting. Uh and then you got we talked about it before, uh Pat Mahomes and Jalen Hurts, the first two uh black NFL quarterbacks to be facing off against each other in the Super Bowl. And you know, we can go back to Doug Williams talk about, you know, one of the first ones uh, 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 nfl quarterbacks to make it to the super bowl black nfl quarterbacks we talk about uh all the the stigma that was behind black quarterbacks we've talked about it before on this uh show very early on when when we were coming on when the bears had jabiski and the uh, uh the disputes over whether they should have got mahomes and how the bears never want to draft a black quarterback well now their president their gm and their quarterback are all black can you tell us uh what you think about the significance of these two quarterbacks facing off against each other yeah,
4: man, I think it signals a changing of the guard, man. Like, I mean, even regardless of the color of your quarterback, uh, you need that skill set. If that makes sense, you know what I mean. Like, if you look at all of the guys who were in the Final Four, the Conference Championship games, and all of that stuff, every last one of those quarterbacks can move. Yes. Like, even even Joe Burrow shook somebody out of their socks. When he had when he had to have that first down, like there's no more. You you literally just saw the the end of that era with Tom Brady sitting in the pocket, and it just it was just over. Like, yeah, we'll give you the dink and dunk stuff, man. Like defenses are too good now; they're too athletic. If you don't have like exceptional playmakers, and you know the the you know the Buccaneers were banged up. Very. if you if you have to be able to su- surround those type of quarterbacks with elite offensive linemen and it's so hard to fill the group of five you know elite linemen uh nowadays that you're gonna have to be able to get out of trouble with your legs like you you're seeing it look at Mahomes; he's like a magician and he's doing it with his legs to set is up that, the throws
3: is that due to how good nfl defenses are or the offense, offensive line are just not that good as they used to be.
4: Uh, I just think it's it's just hard to keep a group together because, like once once you have a good offensive lineman, I mean those dudes are getting paid well. So, you know, it, it, the days of like, hey, unless you're killing it in the draft, it's it's hard to go out and sign, you know, three or four good old linemen, you know, back to back like that. So. Right. It's, you kind of got to get lucky a little bit. Got to have a little bit of, you know, we're drafting and developing some guys and, you know, we hit big on a couple of free agents, man. So, yeah, it's it's, it's definitely uh, one of those things where the minute Tampa had those injuries on the O-line, you can just see the difference. Like, Brady's a sitting duck back.
3: Yeah, yeah, he and, and there's a reason why he sat on that beach uh, a couple of days ago and just said, you know what? Tomas, Tomas, no mass for Tomas, that's it. Tomás,
4: Tomás, no that's, uh, it. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's enough. He's like, hey, that's enough, man. I, I think, you know. You
3: could see it as he's running off the field. I mean, you know, when once you get beat by Dallas in the playoffs, you're like, you know what, if I can't even beat these guys. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Dallas was going to find a way to lose, and they couldn't find a way to
4: win. It
2: was right. over. <laughs> wow.
3: Speaking of legacies, uh, you know one of the the biggest legacy for this is the uh, the legacy for Mahomes and Andy Reid. I mean, we saw his struggles in Philly, uh, not really being able to get over the hump despite those four consecutive uh, NFC champions, but uh, championship games. Uh, but if they do win the Super Bowl this year, Mahomes and Reid would become the thirteenth quarterback. Uh, Mahomes will be become 13 quarterback in NFL history to win two of them. This would put him in a rare club that no other current NFL uh, quarterback would be part of now that Tom Brady has retired. Uh, despite being a starting quarterback for only five seasons, Mahomes will be putting his name among the all-time greats and could potentially be viewed as a top-five quarterback of all time with two, two Super Bowls and two MVPs at age 27. Um what do you think about the, the, the possibility of him winning this year, cementing his legacy, and does he need to have not just this one but multiples going forward to be considered top five all-time?
4: I mean, you got a lot of people saying that Aaron Rodgers is in, the, in their top five, and I don't think he's going to ever get another one. So, Oh, he, no, he's uh, fine. Yeah, so I think m- Mahomes could stop playing now, and some of the stuff that he's been able to accomplish, man, You know, he's getting a gold jacket. So,
3: yeah,
4: I I believe with two Super Bowls, right, he's only 27. So with two Super Bowls and then getting there and, you know, you know, you know, basically uh, telling all the naysayers like, hey, y'all thought I was nothing without Tyreek Hill and I'm right back in the bowl. Mm -hmm. Now, that's going to that's going to develop a new type of culture for KC where you're going to have guys that still have it that's going to be willing to take less money to go ring chase with the Chiefs just because Mahomes is there and Andy Reid is
3: there. It's the, same, the same thing that happened with Tampa when they won that Super Bowl, right. uh, when Tom Brady went down there and then you literally had every other player. The, the, I always called uh, Tampa the land of misfit toys because it was all these players that were cast off from other teams, aside from like Mike Evans. Um, you know, everyone else that was on that team was someone that either – had good success or relatively good success on another team like you know uh sue was on that team you had Leonard Fournette from the Jaguars you had of course Brady and Gronk um you you had all these players that came all uh, you, they had Vita because that was their player um, right. but all these players that came from other teams to sit there and okay let's see they, they just they they tried the uh the Lakers uh, method of of winning a championship and uh, or the Nets if we're gonna take it that way and it didn't work out uh except for that one time and i think they just caught lightning in a bottle um they they caught everyone off guard and and you know it it cemented it cemented brady's legacy for me because it 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 gave you the opportunity to look at him uh, away from belichick and seeing okay you know yeah i could do it without you it was almost like uh it reminds me of a shack Uh, Talking shit about Kobe. Oh, you you know you can't do without me. Like (laughs) all that shit. (laughs) Tell me how my ass tastes. Like all right, Shaq. That was hilarious. Whoa. One of my favorite all time. (laughs) So you
2: you you guys you brought up uh, Mike Evans and obviously Tampa is not going to be a contender going forward for a while. Would you trade for Mike Evans?
4: I'd go for Hopkins first. Mm-hmm. And if I can't get him, then I I I'd settle for Evans for sure. Yeah, and and that would be your number one. Yeah, yeah. Like he's an instant upgrade over anybody we got. Oh, 100 percent. Right yeah.
2: Now. He's got about so, I think about three years left on his contract. No, uh, I think he's going to be a restricted free agent And in... So he signed a five year deal. Yeah. So you're looking at you'll be restricted. Unrestricted free agent at twenty-four.
3: Man, I man, I, I I'm taking Mike Evans first, man. Between, between them 2 I'm taking Evans first. He's he's younger, he's taller, he's stronger. Man, he's, he's younger than huh? The weight, yeah. Yeah, he so Wow. I always yeah.
4: thought that they were about the same age that yeah. Evans was. Oh, it seems like they Mike thought, Evans yeah, has Mike been Mike around Evans forever, is, right? That, yeah, Mike Evans is
3: a year younger and about three inches taller.
4: Uh, but
3: yeah i'm taking mike evans i just feel like i feel like hopkins i feel like hopkins is like i I don't know i feel like his route running i think he has a a, to me he has a better attitude because hop like you know what i mean like he he's 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 he forced his way out of the you know what i mean like well i mean like yeah there was some shit that was said but i mean like i don't know mike evans you never when do you ever hear anything bad about mike evans when you ever hear mike evans name unless he's catching a touchdown that's true, man. Like, I mean, you I I'd take them both. <laughs> I mean, if I could get them,
4: but but uh I'm just thinking about Justin Fields' development, right? And yeah. uh the type of receiver that Evans is, I think it fits what Justin Fields and the offense wants to do a little more. Because they want to push the ball downfield. And yeah, Mike Evans is I would I would feel like a better fit for that purpose. But then why do, you, why do you have Chase Claypool? You know what I mean? So, yeah. I feel like DeAndre Hopkins is a guy that can beat man coverage in his sleep. And you got guys, in, you know, the, these quarterbacks are taking the next step. Like, you look around the league and you see all these guys taking the next step. It's because they got a guy that can beat man coverage in their sleep. Justin Herbert has uh, Keenan Allen, one of the best route runners out there. Uh, Tyree Kills, his speed scares the receiver, I mean, corners and stuff so much, he always seems to be open. Uh, Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown can get open. Like, if you look at these teams and they got a guy at that number one spot that's, no matter what, I can count on this guy to be where I need him to be. And it makes the other two reads more simpler. You know what I'm saying? Where if I got a guy that's my number one and I'm sending him on the nine route, (laughs) then here we go again. I'm depending on Mooney and Claypool to get an open underneath, which is also will be upgrade just because now those guys get to see single coverage. You know what I'm saying? So, just go get a number one. So, you know, like, it, I don't care who. <laughs> and I'm always talking <laughs> you know, so about one. The, the,
3: the difference in the trajectory of what the Bills were able to do when they got Stefan Diggs. Uh, right. Talk about, you know, uh, uh, Pat Mahomes and Tyree Kill went younger, but also was uh, Jason Kelsey, so he has someone to throw to. You look at the development of Tua despite the concussions uh, with Tyree Kill this season. Um, you look at uh, Keenan Allen and Justin Herbert, even though Keenan Allen can't stay healthy. Um, you know, e- even, you know, uh, um, Derek Carr looking okay with Devontae Adams, but when when I'm comparing DeAndre Hopkins and Mike Evans, I mean I'm I'm looking. I took a quick look at this uh, injury history here, and you, uh, Mike Evans has never suffered a uh, a significant injury is in his career. Um, this year he had a a hamstring uh, thigh issue, um, you know, hamstring left knee. You know, right ankle sprain. It's more mostly hamstrings. That's all he's had is, is strains. Hopkins had a, a ACL uh, torn MCL last year, and he was out for the rest of the season. And uh, that was in December of 21. And then his knee uh, uh, flared up, and he ended up he missed the last two games of the season. Rib injuries. Um, you know, same thing. You know, everyone's got the the uh, the hammies and the. But he has, a you know he's AC joint sprain left calf injury, concussions, concussions are concussions were nuts this year. Cause they actually called the concussions, but yeah, I mean like he's, he's had more significant and more injuries throughout his career. Um, he was out five different times in the year of 2021 between December, uh, I mean, September and December. So, I mean, that's, 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 you know, the ages, you, you know, exactly what age is. I mean, you know, you oh, know yeah. what it is. is and <laughs> we can't
4: forget the PED suspension too,
3: man. Yep. There we go. So it reminds, reminds me of, uh, the, everyone's favorites uh, uh, everyone's favorites former Bears receiver uh Alshon Jeffrey who <laughs> was injured every single year in his soft tissue and so he took some uh, PEDs and then all of a sudden his career year with the Bears oh guess what I got popped yeah because you can't stay healthy
4: yeah 100% hey, man he's a so, great
3: player but if I had to pick between him and Mike Evans I'm taking Evans
4: man that's hey, you made very good points and a very good argument man
3: uh, finally take, some respect around here oh relax I,
4: I take either <laughs> one of them is, but for, for our situation wh- whoever we can get either one of them I, I take
3: someone needs to tell Steven about this
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is why you don't get a lot you don't get invited to Bowls game sir
3: <laughs> I'm okay I'm okay with it uh, all right so last thing to talk about for the Super Bowl who you got? Who's winning this game? Z, let's start with you.
2: Uh, definitely, I am cheering for the Eagles. Um,
3: cheering or that it's, you can
2: cheer—that's
3: different than who you think will win. Who do you want to win, and who you think will win? Uh,
2: yeah, uh, my heart's with Philadelphia, but my money's on the Chiefs. I don't see nobody out-coaching Andy Reid. Chiefs, I like. It. You, so you taking the Chiefs to win? Yes, sir.
3: Okay. Will on philly man Woo. Woo. Go on philadelphia i i i think that the, the kind of ironic thing about this is the fact that andy Reid had one of the best mobile black quarterbacks uh trying forever and ever to make it and win a super bowl in philly and now look what they look what they got because McNabb was an enigma at that time right you did not see that uh, you had uh, Michael Vick, you had Donovan McNabb, you had Steve McNair, who wasn't that mobile. Uh, Warren uh, in Moon comparison. Uh, war, Warren Moon way before that. Warren right. Moon was uh, a uh, you know uh, one of the kind one of a kind type player where you just did not see that at that time uh, in, in any quarterback. I don't care black, white, or whatever. Um, but I mean like you know right now seeing the mobility, the the young black you know quarterback who's got the swag and all that shit. Andy Reid tried to make that successful in Philly for a long time, and yeah. I think that uh, I think uh, I think Philly's going to win it. I I, I it, I'll, I'll tell you what, this is one of those games, and it's and it's far and few between where I won't be disappointed whether no matter what team wins. Right? Like I'm like. You know, when Brady kept fucking winning, when, when, when Brady (laughs) and the Patriots won against the Seahawks on that bullshit ass milk was that Malcolm Brown, uh, 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 interception right at the end when they should have ran it in with beast mode. Like that was a givey, right? Like here, we don't want it. Just take it. Like, this is the first time in a long time where I'm like, I wouldn't be upset about either team winning. And I'm kind of rooting for both of them, if that makes sense.
4: Uh, I have, I have a very important fact, uh, a uh, key factor that uh, Philly will be the first team that the Chiefs have faced in the playoffs that may be able to block Chris Jones. Mm-hmm. Okay, Chris Jones That's has point. been That's a really wreaking
0: point.
4: havoc all playoffs. He he literally closed the game
2: yeah.
4: uh, against the Bengals. You block Chris Jones, you can't stop Joe Burrow. He was. He was sauced up and ready to go <laughs> win that game. And they couldn't keep Chris Jones off his ass. Like, literally. Yeah. So, you block Chris Jones, you can beat Kansas City. It's that simple.
2: But don't, dude, the don't rest you think of their Andy,
4: defense ain't, ain't getting it done.
2: Don't you think Andy Reid knows that and will scheme for that?
4: But, see, that's the defensive side of the ball, you know? So, if, if Sirianni is going to commit to a double-team block on Chris Jones and say, hey, I'm not... I mean, first of all, Jason Kelsey is, is gonna be chipping. He's gonna be right there. They're gonna be head up most of the game. And then you got another Pro Bowl caliber guard that's gonna be double like there's not gonna be like the patchwork O line that the Bengals rolled out against the Chiefs. hmm Where oh, this is a this is a backup. You got you trying to they moved Chris Jones all over the D line to just find whatever matchup he wanted. Like, hey, which one of these uh, third stringers you want to maul over <laughs> to go kill Joe Burrow on this play? Oh. He was lining up at the end. He's lining up at the three technique, at the five. I'm like, they are going to find a way to get Chris Jones to kill somebody, and they did. Yeah,
2: yeah. Because
4: he had three backups in there for the for the for the Bengals. Yeah.
3: I do I do want to point out the fact that Philly has had a very easy road to the to the Super Bowl in comparison to uh, to Kansas City.
4: Yeah, man. Like Kansas it, City has
3: healthy. found a way to win every game,
4: and that's you know that's the greatness of Mahomes, man, and and Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey. They're they're carrying it right now. I ain't gonna lie to
3: you, but I just think J- Jackson that- will Jacksonville was no joke. Jacksonville had to come back to beat the Chargers with Herbert, who's on the rise. You saw mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence bust his ass, come back, win by one, right? And then they and then they come back and they had they had to beat Jacksonville, Kansas City. Yeah. They had to come back and beat Jacksonville because Jacksonville was coming,
4: yeah. And and it's just a, just a prime example, man. Like you get these young quarterbacks and you yeah. find out they can play,
3: and and and, it's, and then they had to come and they had to come through and then they had to come they had to overcome their losing streak against uh, Cincy to go ahead and make it to the Super Bowl. And that was a fluke too because that was that, that terrible fucking uh uh fifteen yard penalty hitting the quarterback out of bounds, right? That right there killed Cincy. Because if that doesn't happen to me, Cincy wins and they're in the Super Bowl. Yeah,
4: that's that was a that was a tough break for the Bengals, man. Uh I even saw uh what's uh Jermaine Pratt like just chewing the yeah. fucking dude out on the walk
3: yeah. back to and, the locker and, room. And- with the kid, the uh, the linebacker for the Bengals was killing all game. He was on top of it. He w- he was, he would play dope. Look, uh, 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 Philly got that bye. Um, and then they, they played the bum ass Giants, Danny Dimes, my ass. And then it's 30, look, 38 to seven against the Giants, number six C Giants. And then they go and play San Fran with, uh, Brock, you know, uh <laughs> purdy every night. <laughs> Rock and roll all night and every day. Um and or Purdy every day. And uh he got injured right what, right away. They had what? Uh uh Christian McCaffrey out there throwing throwing some balls at one point, man. Yeah, they, they got gifted. hundred percent
4: championship, man. So that team is they the Eagles are healthy. They they are they rested. That's true too.
3: That's yeah, that's true too. They they're are healthy, rested. because they got rested
4: cru- that cruise right through. This is and you I'm looking over there, I'm salivating from the Eagles, man. The
3: Chiefs are banged up. Yeah. But, we don't but, know yeah. who's gonna play receiver the Chiefs for the Chiefs. To play injured too. You you can't tell me that Mahomes ain't drugged up right now.
4: Uh yeah, yeah. I mean he's banged up too. So it's like but who is he gonna throw the ball to? Because uh Darius Slay is taking away half the field. So What about uh what, do, what is Juju back? Uh there's no guarantee he's playing. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like the Eagles yeah. don't get put in a position where they're just going to double Travis Kelsey and, and dare you to throw the ball to a bunch of guys who are not ready to compete at Super Bowl level. Yeah, like they yeah. may not even have out there So yeah, MBS. Like
3: yeah.
4: They're, they're banged up. Really I I'll tell you
3: what. I, I, I'll say this is that to me, it's a pretty when you look at uh, when you look at the the. The ability and the experience of both the head coaches and the quarterbacks on both teams, when you re- realistically look at it, when and you're looking at those specific positions, um, it, to me, it's a pretty even matchup um, just because, you know, look, the older you get, the smarter you get, right? Andy Reid uh, has every trick in the book. And he, I, I think he will find a way to scheme to be able to, like, like Z said, he'll be able to scheme his way. Yeah uh into success but they have to execute and in you know the, the Eagles the Eagles definitely have the defense to stop them but you know it's it that's that's why this is one of those games where you're just like all right you know what i mean like it, you it's really a coin flip um all things going all things being equal Eagles can take it for sure but i mean i feel like Andy Reid has a, a few tricks up his sleeve along with that uh Sharpies been drawing mustaches. <laughs> I was just
2: gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> and you know,
4: I will say this too, man. I, I'm not gonna don't it, Justin. Uh, I mean, excuse me. Uh, Jalen Hurts' legs, man, are going to be a huge factor in this game. Huge factor. No doubt. If, he, if he's able to to scramble and run around and convert those key first downs, they could keep the Chiefs' offense off the field.
2: Which would be yeah, Absolutely. yeah. So
4: it's going to be a hell of a game, man. I I'm excited, man. I'm going to, I'm going to try not to get the itis and fall asleep during the <laughs> halftime performance or whatnot. And I'm, I'm ready, man. So R-
3: Rihanna, make sure you're
4: wide awake. <laughs> yeah. That's a fact, right? <laughs> I Ooh, forgot man. about that. Nah. Yeah. I'll be just fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be just fine. It's ain't like, uh, well, who who we had last year? Uh, Death
3: Row. <laughs> uh, shit, I don't, it, Yeah, it wasn't Eminem there, and I'm like, I'm. Aren't we tired of Eminem? Hey, yeah. but but speak, speaking of which, real quick, I want to give you a shout out for that Tim Buck Two T shirt you rocking on the on the yeah. screen right. I really appreciate that. That is super. Oh dope. yeah,
4: man. We always gonna rep Tim, man. Uh, make sure y'all do, donate to the foundation as well, man. Uh, just uh, you know, I miss my brother, man, and yep. you know, Tim was one of the good guys, man. One of the one of the few people that you can count on to play Chicago artists on WGCI, man. Like, and you know how hard that is.
3: <laughs> That's a, just a reminder out there to all the men, uh, especially men over 40, start going to get your checkups, to get, uh, take care of your body. Uh, cause it, you know, it, it, if something gets a hold of you, it'll, it'll take you out real quick. That's facts. Yeah,
4: man. Yeah. Tim definitely, uh, going way too soon, man, but his foundation and his legacy is living on through us all, man. And, uh, yeah, man, we're gonna always rep Tim, man. So
3: yeah, Absolutely. that's
4: that's 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 it with that, man, you know?
3: All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back with stirring the pot after a word from our sponsors. This is Enrique Calderon coming to you from True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast. Come check me
2: out on social media, Enrique Calderon Official, on Instagram and Facebook. it us out. Y te lo dice. Enrique Calderon. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast with E-Rockin' Big Z. Yes, sir. And we're still joined by Will Brown, Ill Will Brown. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes. Now we're going to go into something we all love, and it's gonna be food based so it's that time again guys Uh oh you know what time it is oh boy it's time for stirring the pot all right boys you know i was scouring the internet and i found something that just made me gain about 10 pounds just by looking at it and i really really (laughs) want it in my mouth (laughs) whoa yeah yeah i want this in my mouth we talked about america's favorite cookie and what i found was a it looks like a choco taco with uh oreo bits oreo cookie bits on the outside so it's in the batter when, when you make it so it looks like a choco taco but it's all cheesecake with uh, oreos in it and then it has the oreo filling with whipped cream and more oreos on the inside so oreo
3: cheesecake taco Yes.
2: Yeah, so is that a yay or nay sir for oreo Cocoa. cheesecake tacos let's see i'll be
4: i'll be willing to put uh <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd be willing to risk diabetes for one of those man <laughs> i'm not gonna lie to you man i, I I'd be like that. What's the guy be on the one commercial be like diabetes? Diabetes. Grimley. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> yeah. <laughs> that me be right there with one of them tacos in my head, like diabetes. <laughs>
2: I'm, I'm just gonna park outside the ER and take a bite. <laughs> Dude,
3: like this this is one of those things where I'm going to get a dose of insulin before I start eating it. Right? Cause I, I mean, Oreo cheesecake taco. This, you know what? This is one of those things, to be honest with you. It looks absolutely delicious for like one maybe two bites. Because I feel like that third bite you're like you're it's it looks like it's, it's so rich. rich, so rich, right? yeah. Oh, up. You know, like I'm not 12 anymore. I'm not, I can't eat a whole one. <laughs> I can't eat a whole one of these anymore. That's why the older you get you're like, "Oh man, brand muffins are delicious." Like, yeah, cuz I'm already had enough sugar in my life. I don't need man. any more sugar if I want to keep my toes.
2: So, yeah. well, what I'm here is three yeses. We yeah, would all absolutely. try them. We would all looks try big, that. It amazing. <laughs> nah, I'm, really,
4: I'm risking it all for one of those tacos, man. I ain't going to lie to you, bro. Mate. It's got Oreos in the shell. How fat is that? Baby? <laughs> I'm looking at it. I'm just examining it further, and it's literally Oreos in every layer of the taco, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I,
3: I I, went up a bra size just looking at this picture. <laughs>
4: You see, man, like I, I take it like to a whole nother level, man. Like I, I would like be proud of motherfucker.
2: Oh, like, ooh, die! Uh, if we're gonna I, go, we're going all in now. <laughs> right? Man. Yeah. No. Nah, that. Yeah. No. Nah. Yeah. That's, that's like the the old
3: story of uh, what Richard Pryor in his comedy routine. He goes, "My father went the best way. He he went during sex. He came and went at the same time. <laughs>
4: that's the best Damn. way to go." you deep fry that motherfucker and eat it bro you're literally going it's like the episode of tom and jerry when you see his soul leave his body that's that's gonna be me
3: yeah but it's also like the other episode of tom and jerry where it's sitting on the windowsill with a fucking little hand just drawing you in like you know luring you in like here come on big boy check this right. out. check yeah. out the
2: pie
4: Good to see thing.
2: Sometime.
3: Right, Like, i'm already big boy can't get any bigger <laughs>
4: Then look then they just got like random crunched up Oreos on the plate. <laughs> He's still Oreos on the side. <laughs> just, just in case, you know, you didn't get enough Oreo. There's, there's a couple of cookies just in case. Let me you know. The, the, why only, not?
3: the only way that I'm finishing this is if I was able to finish that fucking Cheech and Chung. <laughs> Teaching john joy that joey brought out jesus because <laughs> that's one of them things like that's a, like you get to the end and it's either it's either that's it or like oh shit how did i finish that whole thing like it's one of the other yeah
4: that that is definitely uh that there is definitely i just finished smoking an outrageous amount of weed
3: <laughs> yes the gravity bong oh
2: this is yeah. definitely this is definitely a creation by somebody who's a pothead
4: Oh, hands down, man. This
2: is like, like oh, I'm going to make a cheesecake, but I'm going to put a bunch of Oreos in it. And then right. I, I'm going to go to McDonald's and get an Oreo McFlurry and put that shit inside of it. And then get some more Oreos and crumble them up. And then put some whipped cream on it and more Oreos on top.
3: Nah, see, the thing is, is a, yeah, a true fat kid will go to Culver's because that shit is way better than a damn, uh
2: that broken ice cream from uh, McDonald's. Yeah, but Culver's ain't up late. Culver's closes early.
4: Yeah, you can't get Culver's past nine o'clock. Yeah. Man. And, you know, trust me, my fat ass has been definitely hanging out at Culver's (laughs) after nine (laughs) o'clock, looking in the window like, y'all open. See you tomorrow.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm just going to sleep here. I'm going to be the first one to drive through while you wait for tickets. (laughs) Hell yeah, man. It's like, like the Beyonce
4: tickets, man. I'll be back. I will be back for a concrete mixer tomorrow.
3: That, that was that was me tomorrow. in the Taco Bell drive-thru The last person to drive through last night And they're just sitting there I'm paying for it this morning Let me tell you But uh, I, I I feel like a, even a cup of coffee this morning Was a bad idea after that fucking uh, deluxe craving box That I had at fucking 12-30 at night
4: <laughs> Holy shit, man did, Have you guys tried the wings yet, man?
2: No, I, I will, though
3: Try the
4: wings, man Like, they they was just pleas- they're pleasantly Not made out of squirrel testicles Like I thought they were <laughs> So, not bad not bad it's actually not that bad
3: excuse me sir that's a mexican squirrel testicle
4: <laughs> i can't forget about the nacho powder they pour all over that shit like, so, <laughs> I, oh man
3: well i you know what i did is I, I got in that Lux Cravings box, you get that little cup of cheese, and I definitely put like three packs of mild sauce in there, and that probably didn't do, do me any good either. Oh,
2: no, no, yeah. and it, it, that shit it, was fire. You were living
3: on the edge last night,
4: bro. Oh, yeah, yeah at the, no, edge the edge of the toilet.
2: That's right. Oh, uh, man, I,
3: I made sure the dude wipes were ready this morning
4: oh yeah. yeah yeah the taco Bell have you have you type of shits that dry when it itch man Like it, <laughs> itch when it dries man you gotta be careful with taco Bell, man like that shit is, oh, is man. explosive diarrhea
3: inducing food
2: sometimes that's, you need your colon clean man that's
3: what i'm saying that's what you take two days before you get a colonoscopy
4: like oh, i'm just getting a head start yeah <laughs> on there squeaky clean after you taco Bell,
3: man oh man all right let's shift gears before we go what you looking at what are you watching that isn't sports will start us off uh for me man it's always uh
4: crazy okay (laughs) (laughs) for me right now is charleston white trolling videos on youtube when he's uh he's arguing back and forth with the, the young kid from cleveland what oh my god man like just uh go on youtube and google charleston white versus cleveland goon and you you will laugh yourself into a six-pack bro i promise you <laughs> it is
3: so funny i'm gonna need that after that uh that taco taco thing oh 100%. <laughs> hey
4: man listen charleston white is willing to put his life on the line for internet fame and he's still alive and it's amazing that he is but he's taking it to extreme proportions with this Cleveland kid man like okay like it starts off the Cleveland kid is like uh yeah yeah I heard you coming to Cleveland on oh, my daughter I'm gonna slide on you and I'm gonna see you and then Charleston white proceeds to tell him "Fuck that bitch to his daughter <laughs> <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> my God <laughs> and then the kid is like so blown by it right He's like, what? And then he's like screaming with the gun pointed like, at the ceiling and it is like he, he couldn't believe it. He like Charleston White doubled down on the shenanigans on him. Like it, it, just watch it, man. I promise you, you'll go down a rabbit hole.
3: Man. I haven't pulled up here and it looks uh Yeah, this looks wild. He's <laughs> beefing with two years already. The, <laughs> the guy's been beefing with him
4: over well over two going on three years um wow. and it's just it's just shenanigans man like every time charleston white goes live he's he's looking for this kid like that's where that's where they're at with it Mm-mm. it All is right. it is it is very entertaining that's what i'm looking at
3: i would have to put we have to put that one on the list i feel like uh uh i don't know if it's my age or, or what but i completely forget about watching youtube a lot of the times youtube is is youtube is insane bro it is it's just it, it, it's like social media videos all day 100 man yeah all right z what you got
2: uh two things uh prior to recording right now i was watching that 90s show i'm about two or three episodes in it's it's okay so far it's uh you know nostalgic nostalgic how
3: how deep did you get into that 70s show
2: i've really very late um, I rewatched it when they put it back on Netflix from start to finish. So I, yeah. I and I I own the DVD set. So I I was always a fan of the show. Um, I I can watch that at any point and any episode, and I'll I'll be cracking up because that's that's yeah. one of the most funniest shows I've ever watched. So right now it's it's kind of like you know the you know the kids are there. It's it's a little different. Um, so, three, four episodes in, it's it's. I'm giving it a chance. I'm going to give it to the end of the first season and I'll make my decision from there. Have you seen Guy? Have you seen that?
4: Will, have you watched that show at all? Uh, that 90s show, I have to give it a chance. I was a big fan of that 70s show. So, oh,
2: yeah.
4: I'm definitely going to, uh, I'll probably wait until the whole season is finished and then just.
2: I think leave. it, it, it's it is. They
4: dropped the whole thing at
2: once. Yeah, it's Netflix. Okay, so they dropped so, the whole thing.
4: So I, so, I could just go and binge it. Okay. Yeah. So, I, I'll yeah. just, yeah, I'll go ahead and binge it see you yeah I so I so I,
2: I i
3: watched it uh i watched it all the way through i think i watched it uh, about uh one and a half times through right and uh to me i mean and, and like z said like i, I watch the shit out of that 70s show i mean mm-hmm. like constantly like when it's on netflix i just put it on repeat repeat Yep. Um, and, and to me it felt just like a new season of that 70s show right you just got a new cast um and just the way it's set up you still got the hub you got kitty you got red you got um um, you got Eric and Donna coming in making their appearances. Um, okay. You know, I, I thought I thought it was it was uh, pretty well done. I really liked the the storylines that they had in there. <laughs> Um, the relationships between the people. I mean, p- the funny thing I thought was that people were like, well, this is like a Disney show and this and that. I'm like, I've never seen any Disney show where they fucking smoke weed. Like, I've never seen that. Right <laughs> Disney never. ain't messing with the weed, man. Like Billy and M- Millie and Willie and Todd or whatever. They didn't smoke no fucking weed. <laughs> like, I've never seen. Uh, you've seen Moana seen smoking Montana. weed. I've never seen Hannah Montana doing a gravity bong like, you know?
4: <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of wouldn't mind seeing that shit
3: though, <laughs> like a wrecking ball, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, yeah.
4: So
2: I'm I'm gonna give it a chance to finish it. So I'll probably finish it sometime this week uh, when I'm not Word. coaching or whatever. You'll, but...
3: in, you'll enjoy you'll enjoy the whole thing. And they already got renewed for season two. Yeah, I did see nice. that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I did see uh, somebody uh, on Facebook try to uh, tear it apart. Like, oh, this wasn't in that. You know, this wasn't available at this certain time no. period. I'm like, just fucking enjoy the show why are you looking at the fucking pringles in the background They're like oh it was it wasn't in, this, in this whatever color i'm like ah, who cares yeah who that, fucking that cares? flavor of
3: pringles wasn't available in 1996
2: like, right. yeah, so <laughs> exactly <laughs> the other thing that i watched another comedy thing was you people and and it's got mixed reviews and i'm gonna tell you right now i thought that shit was hilarious yeah hilarious you uh you know you people starting eddie murphy jonah hill you got uh, Lauren London. You got Julie Louis, Louis Dreyfus. Neil Long. Uh, Mike Epps is in there. You, yeah. got, you got a bunch of like uh, real Pearlman. Oh my God, she was in yeah. there. She was hilarious. Dean Cole, the
3: David Duchovny.
2: Yeah, David Duchovny was hilarious uh, doing a cover on the piano. Elliot, G- Elliot Gold, um, Anthony yeah. Anderson. Like it is an all yeah. star cast matt walsh like if you don't know yeah, matt walsh is hilarious yes oh yeah it's like literally yeah. every comedian that you can think of that's been yeah. in a bunch of movies that they're, they're in there well, matt, matt walsh
3: was also in vice with julia louis dreyfus too so i mean like a lot of these yeah. guys matt walsh has been around forever yes. i forget, I was watching a movie from like mid to late 90s last week and he popped up in it i forget what it was but he would you know what i mean like one of these background bit players but yeah will have you seen uh you people yet yeah yeah it's, it's, it's
4: really dope man uh you know, I, I'm not one of those guys who watch TV with a with a glass half empty mentality, man. Mm-hmm. I'm always looking for for the good in the program, and then you know, I feel like some people watch stuff nowadays just to tear it down. And Correct.
2: It's like, yeah,
4: yeah. But no, I thoroughly enjoyed it, man. It was, it was it was super dope, man. I mean, you know, you know, as soon as I saw Eddie, I was already like, okay,
3: <laughs> you know, Eddie's in it. I'm going to give this a chance. No, he he definitely has some some good lines in there. He was like, uh he goes, you know, black people's hair has gotten curlier and curlier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, <sir. laughs> he, he was like, it was a it said that, that they met in the waffle house or some shit like that. He's like, no me and your mother uh, met in the house of the Lord and we shared our, you know, our our love of the Lord. He's like, so I just made all that shit up like that didn't happen. He's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) Coming back around and like you see him getting a little bit more dirty and vulgar. Like, you know, you saw him move away from that for a long time with daddy daycare and trek and all that shit because he got to make his money he I mean, he got 10 kids so I mean he had to make some of that money and he had to make some money for he had to make some, some movies for the kids you know so uh, you know him see, seeing him back with that and Dolomite is my name and all that shit I mean really kind of coming back to his roots and uh, yes, sir. comedy again man I really really I, I love Eddie Murphy and uh, I appreciate the fact that he's coming back around in that, in that, uh, in that realm I, I yeah.
2: again I loved it I, I thought it was nostalgic to see Eddie Murphy back in the fold but I, he wasn't the funniest person in the movie that's what made the movie for me
4: oh 100 yeah. 100 man you know eddie's always been about passing the torch and paying homage mm-hmm. so you homage. know he's you know he knows when it's his time to shine and he knows when it's his time to let the other shine you know what i mean he's he's a veteran in every every sense of the word man but you're 100 percent right he definitely wasn't the funniest person in the movie
2: no dean cole has some great lines in there oh, <laughs> anthony man. anderson with the barbershop thing
4: yeah, <laughs> hey, yeah. Everybody got the chance to shine, man. That's what made it dope to me.
2: Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, no, no question.
4: E, what you watching?
3: Was Lauren London? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, you hadn't seen her in a long time. She, I, 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 I confused her for Christina Milian at first. Like when I first seen the preview, and I was like, hey yeah. I forgot all about her, but yeah, um, I, I actually watched. Uh, I watched a few things. Um, definitely watched you people um, last night. Uh, I, so what I'm gonna be watching tonight is we uh, for one of my Christmas gifts from my wife. Uh, she got us tickets to go see Adam Sandler live at uh, the United Center tonight. So I've been binging uh, Adam Sandler a little bit movies, um, and then I was I was listening to his uh, his uh, album that he that he put out a long time ago. What the hell happened to me? um and uh so i've been kind of playing that a loop but a couple of movies that I, i've been watching um i did watch you people um i watched banshees of inner sharon i don't know if you guys have seen this but it's uh colin farrell and uh i forgot the, the older guy um and, and he was in uh, uh he he was on snl um early in the season and this is uh it's a it's a very slow moving movie um but it's one of these ones that got a lot of uh, academy uh academy award and golden globes nominations and shit. This is a this is just one of the weirdest uh, movies that I've, I've ever seen. I really I really don't want to ruin the main points of it because uh, it was a very interesting thing that happened. Basically, one of them uh, decided not to be friends with the other anymore, and Colin Farrell was just sitting there trying to like like no, we were friends. Like, why don't we be a friend anymore? And because of that, he kept pushing old boy, and the old boy took some drastic measures. Um. So yeah. So so I watched that one, and then also I watched um the menu have you heard of this movie the menu
2: yes i went to go see it i saw it at the logan theater you know going nostalgic yeah, yeah, yeah. and then when it came back on hbo i yes. watched it i thought it was phenomenally written awesome. and acted
3: so awesome I'm i have to loved, check that man. one out i loved every minute of it if you've ever been a, a food uh service industry worker mm-hmm. or restaurants or anything like that you will really appreciate this one this is this is a a, another weird movie but i but when i say weird we're we're redoing a lot of movies now right and that's always been the case but it's just happening more and more because you need more content you got so many streaming services and you got all the, the the people uh they're they're trying to fight for eyes and trying to compete for eyes to go to the movie theater and stuff like that and the only real uh original stuff we've had in a long time is all the marvel movies and you're just rehashing this same characters over and over again star wars same thing so this particular movie great acting great just a lot of, a lot of people uh, um, a lot of actors that you've seen in other movies are in this one as well um so yeah really really good um, and then one thing we were we were kind of talking about a little bit earlier with uh, with Kyrie going to, to uh, Dallas. I just now today saw that they are going to be remaking or they have remade White Men Can't Jump. Right. They're remaking White Men Can't Jump. Holy Jack shit! Jack Harlow playing the uh, um, Jack Harlow. Jack Harlow. <laughs> yeah, Jack Harlow. It, it literally just today. Um, let me see. I'm going to pull up a reboot yeah so just it just came out um today jack harlow and um who is this kenya barris is one of the uh one of the writers jack harlow and Cinque walls i don't know who i'm i'm not familiar with him vince staples is in it there's a few people but uh look my thing is is that every time they remake or reboot a movie everyone's like how could you do that you're ruining it i'm like you're not ruining shit making something new does not delete the old thing right like i had a kid that doesn't mean that when my kid was born that i just died like it doesn't work that way they can (laughs) coexist they can coexist in in a parallel universe right like it's not really how that works so i'll probably check it out because i i'll give it a chance um one other thing that i really really wanted to mention because I saw the comparisons of what the show was and I really just didn't didn't think much of it it came up and uh, um, and I, I decided to give it a chance and it's on peacock it's called poker face um, it's Natasha Leone and she plays basically like a modern day mm-hmm. Colombo mm-hmm. and let me tell you this right here I am not I, I'm so jaded on TV that's why I watch a lot of movies because I get bored with TV very easily that's why I watch two or three episodes of like the greatest show of all time and i'm like yeah okay it was all right i forget about shows after i watched it once or twice this shit right here this shit was so interesting intriguing seeing all the the pieces put together the way that this 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 woman's brain works the people that they've had in the show um yeah it's i i really this is one of them ones right now where like uh they only have four four episodes because they're they're pushing out new episodes every Thursday, um, and it's it's phenomenal. If, if you get it, if you got Peacock, and thanks Z, uh, if you got, are <laughs> <laughs> welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> definitely check that out. Or if you got your, you know, your your uh uh your jailbroken uh fire stick and all that shit, get on that shit because this one is this one's definitely legit. Have you guys heard about this one
4: yet? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, you know, once once I had uh when researched the storyline and I was like, wait a minute, they're rebooting. Like you can't really mess anything up that's kind of correlating to Columbo, right? You know what I'm saying? So I just was like, man, is is she going to be just as slick as Columbo was? I I had to check and see (laughs) just to see because Columbo was a slick dude, man. Mm -hmm.
3: She you know what? It's funny. So there's there is an episode. So if you've seen that movie, The Menu, uh, the, the Asian lady that's in it, though, the, Z you know, what I'm talking about, yep she's in this, in this, uh, series as well. There's, you know, once you actually kind of go down the list, this is another one of those shows where it has a lot of people that you'll recognize from other TV shows or movies. Um, but yeah, I, I the, the one thing I will say is, is that, uh, Natasha Leone, right? She had, uh, you know, we know her from American pie, when she came out she was kind of like that, you know, that, that rough and, rough and tumble, like hey, it's not going to happen. Like that scratchy voice girl and this and that. She disappeared for a long time because she was all fucked up. Right? Like after that, she did a lot of drugs. The last couple of years, though, she has definitely had a resurgence. She's come back with a vengeance, and it's a show like this that is going to, you know, continue to keep her on the map because she did an absolutely phenomenal job in this show. I will recommend this to anyone that that is just a fan of TV in general.
2: Yeah, that's definitely something I have on the list to watch. So as soon as I finish that 90 show, that's my next thing to watch.
3: Yeah. And I said, you know, I don't do that. Yeah. (laughs) All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for today. Hopefully you enjoyed uh, listening to us go back and forth about this Super Bowl and what we think the Bears are going to do with our special guest from Sibling Rivalry Sports, Mr. Il Brown sir tell us uh where everyone can listen to your your sports uh analysis and uh tell us about these upcoming products you got going on man
4: oh yeah man so uh everything at sibling rivalry sports man all one word uh youtube twitch facebook uh instagram every everywhere you social your media you know what i'm saying so uh check us out uh got a lot of hot takes you know what I'm saying and uh look forward to having you guys on a couple of episodes as well man so let's coordinate that. Let's do that I've
3: been watching and chiming in as much as I can and you like Indeed. yeah. Okay. I, you know I can talk shit oh absolutely man <laughs> uh,
4: having a lot of fun on there you know doing mock drafts and stuff man uh, uh, and then, then expanding the show trying, trying to not make it so bear centric Yeah. so you know and listening to the audience getting a lot of suggestions man so you know just developing and grinding on that man and uh, coming up this year uh, you know the company I work for, Noir Caesar. Uh, we just signed a book deal with Tokyo Pop, so all of our books will be in stores worldwide. Nice, yeah. which is dope. And uh, you know, got some other stuff that's coming out on TV. Oh, that uh, we're in the NDA right now. I can't really say when and where, right. but it's happening, man. So next time we do one of these categories, hopefully, you guys have been you know being to watch
0: something that we produce man so oh
3: yeah definitely what's up. yeah man what's up. absolutely absolutely well you know like i said you know we go way back from from being on the show in the very early days and talking about yeah. bears so you know we're really looking forward to uh continuing to work with you uh work with some other shows like we had you uh uh rep the uh tcsf fam uh when you were uh, working with the uh that uh podcast host from atlanta i'm really really glad that that worked out and that that was able to happen Um, but yeah I mean you know like and then like you said you know you got that working with uh, Mike Logic and Joey Childs on the uh, yes sir that's gonna be a blast watch the text I'm really looking forward to that I can't wait I can't really honestly y'all like hip-hop in Chicago is alive and well especially if you check out what is going on with shiny with 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 ill brown got going on with with all these little factions out there that like I said people are not paying enough attention to what was really going on but uh make sure you check out shy native entertainment ideals new project Feliz iguapo coming out 3 yes, and of sir. course like i said mike logic and joey child's uh first volume of their ep series coming out too much to text volume one coming out this friday february 10th and that new single chips is out now produced by max julian it is out and the video is out on youtube and it's super dope Despite the fact that I know none of them can play any poker, but they They, did—they played, they played playing poker. (laughs) They made it look good, though. Well, they did a great job. They did chips. Joining us, dope. All right, y'all. That is it for today. A big a big thank you to our sponsors 606 media true chicago sports fans and grit clothing company don't forget to go to grit and get your official tcsf podcast t-shirts search your keyword true chicago and use our promo code true 15 at checkout for 15 percent off of your entire order that is true fan 15 go and get your gear right now And don't forget to check out the rest of the 606 Media lineup. The newest show on the 606 Uh, Family is No Water on the Weekend with Stephen and Sean. It's a pop culture forward podcast that dabbles in uh, funny trivia, film, television, music, and Chicago-centric news and happenings. New episodes available on Mondays wherever you listen to your podcast. And, of course, the Bulls are back. That's right. NBA is ongoing. 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, and Shy Native Entertainment presents All Net. Make sure to check out All Net with Mike Logic and Ideal. After every Bulls game for breakdown and analysis uh, coming up soon, you will be able to see that show not only on the Shy Native page, but also on True Chicago Sports Fans. Uh, We're able to stream them on both now, so make sure you go ahead and check that out. And, uh... Also, don't forget to check out the shy native radio podcast, which is now available on all major platforms, Mike Logic, Ideal, and ThrowMC, talk about sports, movies, and all types of ill shit. And once again, Chicago hip hop, Chicago music, Chicago artists. If you got something that you want people to hear, send it in to shy Native. And if they like it, they'll play it on air and you'll definitely get your props and get your get your name out there and go see some uh, go to see some six oh six hip hip-hop at Sub T. Go and visit your local venues, especially for keeping the Chicago hip-hop alive. Shout out to Ronesh, Panic, Series Beats, and Custom Made for the Beats we played on today's show. Check out PanicOnTheBeat.com for all your mole men, merch, and gear. And don't forget to check us out on social media. You can find us at TrueShyFans on Twitter and on TikTok. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, and reach out to us with your uh, stirring pot recommendations and ideas. Uh, your... Uh, movie recommendation look hey just just talk to us we would love to hear from our fans you can hit us up at true chicago sports fans at gmail.com or dm us on any of our social media platforms all right y'all for the homie ill brown and big c this is Rock. we'll see you next time on episode uh 130 until then be good to each other
2: for the love of sports
3: indeed peace yeah I always like to keep my favorite
4: snack handy. Need a excitement? Step into a Slim Jim.
0: Oh yeah!
1: A few moments later,
3: you have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth, lover boy. Nature versus nurture, Lodge. Nature always wins. I think he's on steroids.
1: Hasta luego, amigos. Shows over. Shows over. Shows over.
0: <laughs>